ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the eighth episode of the Hockey Tank Podcast. This is Sunday, November 7th, 2021, in fine Newfoundland and Labrador, Canada. My name is Trevor Blackler, and as per usual, I'm joined with the fun and friendly Stephen Hale. What's on the go today, buddy? Oh, not much, buddy. Uh, just gearing up for the Hockey Tank Podcast, episode eight. Got my nice uh, course here I'm going to sip on, and uh, we're going to get into some nice hockey discussion here now in a second. Perfect. How are you? How are you this week? Oh, Sorry, I almost forgot. I had a, I had a busy week with school and uh, and work, but I'm happy we can sit down now and take the time to talk about some hockey news. It's always nice that at the end of the week, after everything you do, just sit down and have a little chat about hockey. Have a beer and have a chat, and it's not yes. better. Have yes, a yarn. That's coming. So, Steve, today on deck, we'll uh, we'll run through some news from the hockey world, then we'll get into another segment of NHL Newfie of the Week. And we'll finish off the show by talking about some uh, surprising players, in our opinion, uh, mm-hmm. from every NHL team. You good with that? I'm good with it, man. I got my surprising players and opinions all ready to go. Awesome. Are you guys at home ready for this? I didn't hear a no. So, without <laughs> further ado, let's... Uh, let's the crickets chirping the in the background. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, first of all, probably... Uh, the best thing out of this week is the Panthers are still uh, 10-0-1. 10-0-1, yeah. They're uh, the only team not to lose in regulation this uh, this season. And it's pretty cool how it happened, too, because they faced Carolina, which were 9-0-0. So one of yeah. them was going to lose their uh, undefeated in regulation streak. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I figured they might be a little bit nervous since – Quinville obviously had that goings on and had to leave the bench, but uh, no, I think whoever took over, I forget his name now, Andrew Brunette, maybe. Yep. I think um, so. Yeah, he's probably just rolling the steady ship and everybody's uh, feeling it. So I, I wouldn't worry about uh, the coaching change if I was a Florida fan. Yeah, me too. I was worried because uh, Bobrovsky was going to miss the game too. And Spencer mm-hmm. Knight, that's a bit of pressure for a young kid, but he handled it well. I think he only let in three goals on 30 plus shots or so. So good yeah, for the it's kid. A good game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Ryan Getzlaff becomes the Ducks' all-time scoring leader with 989 points, passing Timu Solani. That's Jeez. pretty sweet, eh? Yeah, dude, I didn't realize he scored so many points. Yeah, he's almost at a thousand. It's gonna be a good wow. day. Wow, damn! I didn't realize Getzlaff was that good. I'm gonna be honest with you. I figured he's more of a six, <laughs> seven hundred point guy. Yeah, it's uh, it's surprising because usually, uh, well, you'd think it was him and Corey Perry, but Carrot, Jesus. Perry did most of the scoring and he was just a big bodied center, right? A power forward. So, hmm. uh, but nobody, he can put the puck in the net. And you can also dish it out too. Yeah. He's probably going to be the most, um, I don't know if he's going to be the most iconic duck because I feel like he doesn't have that swagger that a guy like Solana or Korea does, but I feel like he's just going to be like, whenever you bring up the ducks in the future, it's just like, Oh, get slapped, like bled the fucking bled duck blood. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah he bled duck blood through but no well you got to talk about him because uh i mean from 2008 till i don't know 2015 i mean those were his years in anaheim mm-hmm. him and perry so yeah you got to some good seasons him, good for him though he was always one of my favorite players growing up for some reason I don't yeah know i always liked him i got no i don't think anybody has anything against ron gets left no it gets left i don't know just a cool player uh, Cole Caulfield is assigned to the AHL by the Canadians after being limited to only one assist in 10 games. Did you think this was going to happen? 
No, I didn't. I, th- I figured I didn't think he was going to score 30 or 40 goals like everybody was saying. But I also didn't think he was going to have one assist in 10 games. Um, yeah. I've also seen that he changed his, like, Instagram bio and, like, his Instagram picture and everything because he was, like, butthurt. He got sent down. Do you see the picture that was taken of him at the uh, photo shoot? Yeah, he was, like, just yeah, dude, like, he really was mad off. looking. It's like, man, <laughs> if you get 1.10 games, like, why wouldn't you be excited to go get some, like, prime time in NHL to prove yourself? He's already got his first goal in his first week down yeah, there. So. Like, I mean, um, I don't know. That gives me a bad vibe of what kind of player he is. It's like yeah. you you had one good end of the year and you think you've fucking solidified your roster spot. It's not that easy in NHL. So, you know, he has a lot of work to do. And I still think he's going to be a 30-goal scorer. But um, in terms of everybody freaking out when they went on that run and saying he's like 50, I can't see him, man, being a 50-goal scorer, honest opinion. I see 30 goals, 30 assists, 60 points. Yeah, I was one of them. I said, uh, I said dude, Cole looks sick in the playoffs. Imagine what he's going to do in regular season. But then yeah. they lost two centermen, their captain. It's not his fault either. Starting goalie. So it's not yeah, his it fault. Yeah, takes a lot out. He, uh, the t- the he had a lot of good pieces general. around him. Yeah. Uh, Adam Fox agrees to a seven-year contract with the Rangers, valued at sixty-six point five million dollars, or at nine point five million annually. Um, good contract. Seems like they're run-of-the-mill defenseman, offensive hey. defenseman contract. He's leading the team in points right now with 12. Um, yep. He's ahead of Panarin, Zibanejad, so he's worth every penny of 9.5 million. Look over at, look over to Chicago and see who's getting paid 9.5. Yeah. If they can uh, – if he can keep up this pace, he'll definitely be worth it, I'd oh, say. Oh, definitely. Um, he's only the thing is, I think uh, most uh, defensemen that got paid this much got a longer contract. He's only at seven years. Yeah. So I guess well, there's not much difference between eight and – eight, nine, or seven years, but, yeah. But that's the uh, running go for, a, you know, the best uh, offensive defenseman, so he's a top, can't really say nothing. He's a top defenseman in the league, uh, number one defenseman on any team. Actually, no, not on any team, but, you know, he's, he's like, a top-pairing defenseman on any team in the league. Yeah. So, you could be paying those of, uh, Speaking of top-pairing defensemen, uh, Moritz Sider is named Rookie of the Month. For October, after yeah. uh, having eight apples in nine games, what do you think about that? Oh man, he deserves it. He's on fire, man. He's um, it shows how smart of a scout um, Stevie Y can be on his own. I guess with the help of uh, the scouting staff for the team. But I mean, he yeah. he doesn't make bad picks in the draft. He's just known for picking really good players, no matter what round it is. So. Um, Maurice Sauter, I believe, was projected to go late in the first round to a team like Winnipeg. Uh, Detroit takes him in the top six, I think, six or something. So Yeah, he was projected to go uh, around the 18 to 21 mark, Yeah, I think, so or I the agree. 16 to 21, and they got him at number six. So a lot of people yeah. were like, holy shit. A great They're pick, man. Off now. A great pick. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. I was freaking out at the time. I was like, who the hell? Who picks a German defenseman out of, you know? From like all those skilled, you know, Canadian and US and even European forwards. I was like, what the hell are you doing? But uh I shouldn't That's raise really my good voice now. at Stevie Roy. No, man, don't ever don't ever like just doubt him at all. No, I'm on board now. I'm drinking the Stevie Y Kool-Aid and yeah. taking his bong rips too. <laughs> so <Sorry>. he loves it. <laughs> he loves a good buzz. Uh, yes, man. Uh William Carlson 
is out four to six weeks uh, for Vegas with a broken foot. That kind of sucks considering uh, they don't have much forward depth as it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then well, I would argue off. that. I, I would say they don't have much healthy forward depth. That's true. They have great forward depth if they were uh, healthy. Healthy, yeah, exactly. I think they're running into a few injury problems, but I wouldn't worry about it. The Pacific Division is weak. I see them being second or third and climbing their way into the playoffs easily. That's a good way of looking at it, man. I was actually nervous until you just reassured me. You should go into, like, counseling or something. Yeah, I'll go be, like, a therapist for the Golden Knights. Yes, man. I'll lay down on your couch and you'll fucking tell me everything (laughs) is going to be okay. Give me a warm hot chocolate or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ovechkin, McDavid, and Freddie Anderson were named the three stars of the month for for October. Uh, no surprises there. I think uh, I think that's pretty good. Anyone that you think got left out of that conversation? Um, probably Troy Terry. No, he was good. He's up he was there. solid. He's up there, yeah. man. I don't know if he's up there with McDavid and um, no, Ovechkin no. caliber though. No, they're overpaid. Yeah, I know a lot of players that did really well in October, but there's none that I'd take out of that group to, or uh, take any of these three out to put those in. So McDavid's overpaid. Oh yeah, hundred percent, man. What a bomb! <laughs> uh, uh, man, like he can't even go through five people. The most people he can go through in a shift is four. That's and then fucking joke. the goalie. So some best player to get in the that world. kind of money, I expect him to go through every player on the team, not just four of them. He's taking shortcuts. And Rasmus Asplund would go through him. <laughs> Do you know what that is? Rasmus Al- Asplund. Yeah. The beauty on Buffalo leading the team right now. <laughs> yeah. Fucking stud. <laughs> anyways, uh, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, we'll get I into will, anyways. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I might too, if uh, that's all right. Uh, P.K. Subban fined $15,000 for a slew foot on Trevor Zegers. What do you think? Um, I don't know. He's getting paid enough. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. About time, though. That, I think that's the third slew foot this season. He mm-hmm. did one on Reeves that everybody defended, and everybody yeah. was like, all right, well. Yeah. yeah I mean, uh, that could have went either way. I mean, it was a fast play. And then did it again to a player on St. Louis, maybe. And yeah. everybody was like, all right, that was a bit fucked. And then he did it again to, Troy, or, um, to Trevor Zegers. And then everybody was like, all right, but. That's three. Three strikes and you're out, buddy. Like, you can't <laughs> yeah. keep letting you do this all the league. You'll everybody's friggin' ligaments gone in their knees, man. We got to yeah, shut this down. He makes that extra play with his body that he probably shouldn't be making. It's like He's, if you're getting uh, beat, if you're getting sk- skated past or beaten, like, just, like, accept it. Trip him at least. At least if you trip him, he's not going to fucking injure himself. No, it's weird because it's not even on a fast play. It's in the corners. It's, like, it's kind of a dirty play. Like, he just takes the foot out from people – like when they're digging for the puck, so then they fall down and he gets the puck. Like I don't know, it's really like slum dog kind of play, but uh, he's been getting away with it for a while. So, oh, they're gonna crack down if they notice he's doing shit like that. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, the Nashville Predators will retire number thirty-five in honor of Pekarene on February twenty-fourth. Do you think it's deserving? Oh, one hundred percent, man. Um, when I think of a. Uh... The Nashville Predators, I think, at Pekka Rene. Um, you know, he's just funny. been there for so I long. I don't know the goalie that was there before him. No. Uh, That's he's how just, memorable he is. He will forever be known. And when you think of goalies in Nashville, it's just instantly uh, Pekka Rene would come up. I'll tell you something cool now. Um, back when I was a young kid, um, 
I used to play old NHL games, and I didn't know how to say Pecorine's name, so I used to call him Pick My Rear End. I thought that was funny, so I'll just bring it up. <laughs> and that's no, all a, I have to say on that. <laughs> that's that's probably what they're going to introduce them when they uh, pick, retire. Pick, that, pick my rear end on, on the uh, banner <laughs> when they put it up to the rafters. Pick my rear end, number thirty-five. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I used to call them back in the old days. Not bad. I think you just was that, that grade three reading now. level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, the tally craps up. Got loaned to the KHL, and in less than a week, he was there. He scored a nasty goal. Did you see this? Yeah, I seen it between the lags, right? Yeah, and then he put like, it top like, shelf. Yeah, man, on the backhand, it was like right at the back of the uh, middle bar, too, like right at top top of the middle bar. It was nuts. Yeah, he's. I can't uh, even make a shot like that on my forehand. It's just another um, another first uh, round pick being ruined by the Rangers. Seems like that happens every couple of years. Yeah, it was Elias Anderson at first, and Elias went to uh, L.A. L.A. And then um, and now Kravtsov's there, too. I don't know what's going on with these prospects. And Kako, Kako's shitting the bed. Yeah, Kako's really shitting the bed. Um, and Lafreniere is not doing amazing. Four points. He's not doing amazing, but he's at least getting reps. I mean, Kako is, like, invisible out there. And Kravtsov yeah. didn't even want to play for him anymore. Yeah, and Rangers neither did Anderson prospects. That's for sure. I think with Elias Anderson, I kind of let that slide because it was a mix between them. Because I think uh, Anderson had like, I don't know, attitude problems anyway. But mm-hmm. yeah, Krabsov coming in and uh, Kako as well. I don't know. One of those guys got to hit. I think. I mean, I would say. Well, I Especially... think one is 18th overall, uh, and the other one was second overall, and Laugh was first overall. So. I mean, if yeah. one of those doesn't hit, I mean, you might not have good. to fire the whole scouting. Yeah. Team. Yeah, you got to be picking good players when you get top 20 picks. You can't be fucking around all the time, especially if you have multiple picks. Well, not even, time. like, I mean, Kako and Laugh, they were, like, going to go there anyway, even if, like, fucking anybody was picking those in those spots. So, But mm-hmm. uh, just development, I don't, I don't know if they're rushing their players. I mean, Laugh came be. in his first year. Kako came in his first year. I don't know if they're just rushing the players and ruining development, but something's got to change. I feel like um, it wouldn't hurt for Lafreniere to do extra year in the queue. I know he's a first overall pick, but it was a COVID year too. Like, I mean, it was hard and stuff like to to get a good uh, rhythm. So I felt like it wouldn't hurt him to play that year in the queue. I don't know if you could have. He would have went back there and shattered every record that he could get his hands on. He yeah. was ready for the NHL. He's just It's just a hard transition, but he was NHL ready for sure. Yeah, especially Kako too, man. Like he was never. I don't think he was NHL ready. I, I, think I don't think was. Jack was, Hughes. I don't think Jack Hughes was NHL ready either. Over in Finland. Yeah, but I don't know if he was. I don't know. I found that draft with Hughes and Kako. I don't think any. Both of them, I believe, weren't NHL ready. But when you get picked in that position, it's just expectation. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of it's on the players. They're like ready to get their careers going, right? So they're gonna say that, and their agent is probably saying the same thing too, right? Just trying to get them in because then they'll sell more jerseys, more merch, and get their name out there. The but, last uh, draft of elite players, I believe, was Matthews and Lane draft. Yeah. I think all the other first round picks were good players, but I don't think they were elite. The last first overall pick that was elite Matthews in my mind. Yeah. But, and I think a lot of scouts will agree with you too. And I don't think we'll see that again now until Berard. I don't think she. No, Wright. I don't know, man. Wright's I don't, I don't really know if good. Wright will come in. 
Wright did have a sick year in his first year in Wright was OHL. granted exceptional status. Yep. And so he was Bedard, wasn't he? Yeah, I think we're gonna have two good draft years of Wright and Bedard, and I think I can't wait to drop off after that. Until 2025, because it went um 2005 was Crosby, 2015 was McDavid, and now in 2025, it goes every 10 years we have a generational player, it seems like. So <laughs> 2025, I don't know who it's gonna be. But we're gonna have a sick player come in. I hope so. I know so. That's that's the way it goes. Who we have in 1995? Okay, uh, I'll look it, it up. I'll do the quick research. Here. Right. Start hitting. This it only up. it only started in uh it only started in 2005. Anyway, uh, Marion Gabrick too retired from the NHL after 17 seasons, one Stanley Cup, and a fun fact for you as a Wild fan, he uh, he scored the first goal in Minnesota history for the franchise. Was uh, Marion Gabrick. Yes, no, but like, was like, I thought he was retired years ago. Uh, he was out on long term injury reserve. His cap was just sitting in the league, but I guess, uh, this I don't is know. official, I guess, his official yes, announcement. This was his official uh, announcement of retirement. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen him play in like five years. Oh, you haven't? He's been out for a long time. His salary cap was just sitting in the league, but I guess oh, that'll yeah. disappear somewhere too. Yeah, so. Good player, great player. He won a Stanley Cup, played 17 seasons. Uh, I should have yeah. looked up his points if I was a better podcast host, but I'm not. So, <laughs> um, to bring up the 1995, yeah, who uh, was it? Who went first? Topic. Um, Brian Berard. Oh, Brian Berard, the one eyed, the one eyed beauty. Yeah, he, um, uh, I wouldn't put him on the same level as McDavid. Or you know what? If he if he never lost his eye, he would have. He lost his eye in like his fifth season in the NHL and was out for a couple seasons, then came back. But his depth mm-hmm. perception was fucked up then. Yeah, he um he was pretty much from the stats I'm looking at here. He was between a thirty and forty point defenseman for most of his career. So you know, not bad. Probably a top four guy for like all of his career. But I mean, he's certainly not on the level that uh, McDavid or Crosby was on. No, I guess the generational talent started in uh, 2005, but uh, yeah. we'll see another one in 2025. So can't wait for that. Stay tuned, folks. Yeah. We'll be here covering it. <laughs> uh, Crosby, among with other NHL stars, test, for pos- test positive for COVID-19. That's shitty, man. Crosby's got one game so far this year, and he's minus three. So <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he wants to get into it. Yeah, it sucks, man. I, like, I don't know what's, how these guys are uh, – catching COVID-19. I don't know if they're just slack on the protocol or what's going on, but I, I think a lot of players are out with COVID-19. I know um, Timo Meyer is out right now. I think Pittsburgh's uh, coach, Mike Sullivan's out with COVID. Oh, geez. That sucks. I think it spread around Pittsburgh a little bit, actually. That's too bad. I know a bunch of players went in San Jose, like I mentioned earlier, are out too. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, I think it's inevitable. I guess, yeah. You're going to you see a little bit that. of it. it. It's like I guess it's like the common cold in that regard where it just like passes through person to person. So it's hard to stop. So, yeah. Yeah. All you can do. Uh, Ovechkin scored his 740th goal over the weekend. This now puts him fourth place all time. And he's one point away from um, catching Brett Hall Hall. or passing Brett Hall. Brett Hall screwed. Ovechkin's going to pass him probably tonight. Unless Ovechkin dies right now. <laughs> Fred Hall is going to be fourth all time, and uh, yeah. and Ovi is going to. Oh no, they're tied for four. So Ovi's going to be four, and uh, Fred and Brett Hall is going to be five. Yeah, yeah. Unless Ovi just like has a heart attack in twenty five minutes, 
it's pretty yeah. safe to say that the I hope we didn't jinx that, that because uh, <laughs> that would be shitty. We're going. gonna go famous on Twitter if we just jinx that, and he actually does. So yeah, but we'll Ovi's doing ones. Ovi's doing life insurance commercials now, so it's best. Yeah, time. yeah, that's true. <laughs> so his wife will be set up for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Ovi Junior will be all right. Yes, man. Uh, Sergachev was suspended two games this past week for an illegal check to the head on Mitch Marner. Um, yeah, seeing I you're d- wearing the hat and the jersey, I'd like your perspective. Do you think it was? Do you think it was that dirty? Or do you think Mitch I do. just got too low? Um, I'm going to be unbiased. I'm going to say uh, it wasn't extremely dirty, but he definitely could have avoided it. And it was a play where he didn't really need to make it, but he just kind of wanted to stop him. Um, he just came in. Marner, had, Marner was already getting like um, – I'm not sure who the other defenseman was, but there was somebody already on him, and he just came over and he just went like this. Like he didn't need to – it was a bit much. Yeah, the puck was already separated from Marner's stick too. Yeah. And yeah. Sergachev just followed through with the check. Like the other defenseman had it handled, but I guess he was just Sergachev was like fuck this. Just so committed to making that play that yeah. He kind of lifted really his arm too a little bit more than he should have. So I think two games is reasonable. I don't think it should be any more than that. No, Sergachev's not known as a dirty player. And off the ice, I heard he's a great guy as well. So yeah, it's just one of those plays, quick decisions, and uh it was a bad one, so he gets two games. Is what it For is. Sure. Speaking of bad plays, Matthew Gachuk was fined $5,000 for a high stick to Klingberg. Um, a piece of advice for Matthew, um, keep your stick uh, high on the bench and not on the ice so you can keep pucks from going out of play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not uh, into people's faces. I actually never seen the high stick, but I did see the play where he kept it in that time and the ref was kind of butthurt about that. He got a penalty. Yeah, I think that was kind of sick. Uh, I don't know. I don't that was such a weird play. I've never seen that happen before. But yeah, Matthew Kuchuk definitely good at high sticking. Yeah, he's um, king of keep high it sticks. To, keep it to <laughs> the pucks. Going out of play would be mine. Yeah. Just keep uh, putting it between the legs. Points. Yeah. Oh yeah. He scored a sick goal too. Dude, this guy's all over the news right now. You remember he, he scored should. a couple years ago, Nashville between the legs? Nashville and overtime yeah. between the legs. It was like a between the legs one time or two. That's what I'm gonna be called the Kachuk. Between the like, if Brady starts scoring between the lag goals, that's going to be called the Kachuk. That's going <laughs> to be you, called the Kachuk. Do you be seeing a Brady Kachuk celebration where he kind of does that little thing with his hands and his tongue out? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a name on that. I can't remember, but that's so funny. He scored twice when I was watching the highlights. I seen him do it twice. I'm like, what are you doing, kid? I'm Brady Kachuk's a dog, man. Yeah, I love him. Uh, yeah, we'll get right to it then. Uh, Brady Kachuk was named 10th captain in Ottawa Senators history. Uh, the last one was Eric Carlson. So a bit of pressure on the kid, but um, yeah, I think he can do it. I love this player. Yeah, he's a captain material, definitely. Um, he signed his long-term extension, so why wouldn't they give him the C? I, it was either Shabbat or Kachuk, but I guess I feel like Kachuk would probably be – he's more of a leader, man. Like, as simple as that. He just does everything. Yeah, I heard Martin Zub was also in that conversation. <laughs> Zub, he came from the KHL <laughs> last year, didn't he? You're joking. Yeah, I'm only fucking with you, but yeah, I was going to say, I would have shit myself if Artem Zub came Captain Ottawa. Oh, yeah, jeez, I called him Martin. He's going to beat my ass. Yeah, there would have yeah, been death threats in Ottawa if Artem <laughs> Zub was a captain. How much say. blame. Imagine they got his name and Brady's mixed up and gave him that big contract with the captain and gave Brady fucking one-way ticket back to KHL. If I was him, I'd have bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> And no yeah. planet should Artem Zub ever wear C in any jersey. No, unless he went back <laughs> to Pee Wee's or something. And even yeah. then, he'd probably get an assistant. He'd get an A. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the coach's son already got the C. Oh, always. Always the coach's. Or the coach's daughter, in my case. 
anyways oh yeah. brutal the fucking uh yeah anyway um Carey Price will return to the Montreal Canadiens on October. Or Jesus, where was my head? Monday, November the 8th. Um, so tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. Well, not for you listeners, not tomorrow, but for us tomorrow. Yeah. You listeners in two weeks. Two weeks yeah, ago. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Carey Price is back in a Habs jersey. The Habs have been brutal. It's too bad to talk about, man. I thought I figured once they got that first win, it was going to be smooth sailing, but uh, yeah, no, they're just shitting the bed. I, I think that, they're two and five right now. That's two, not they're not two, they're, or they're more than that, they man. They're like two and ten. Yeah, they played more than that. Never mind. I'll see their actual record now, actually, while we're on the topic. Anyways, um, they're kind of they're three and ten. That sucks. So, That's really bad. The way it's looking now, they're pretty much they're if they're not out of a like realistically, they're pretty much out of a playoff spot. I would say it's yeah, and they got a hard division too. I mean, who have they taken out? Hard. Boston, Toronto, Tampa, or Florida. Florida? I mean, who the hell are they even going to go after? So yeah, it's pretty. My much, advice to them, honestly. So is yeah, I'd sell off players, but you can't do it while carries there. You need to take a stab at it while Price is there. Well, fuck, man. You're not going to be stabbing at nothing, man, if you're in fucking last place in the league or whatever they are. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're 30th. They're ahead of Arizona and Chicago. Now, that's Congrats not saying much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, that sucks. Year. But um, you know a cool stat I was looking at today? So in the past three games, every goal that, um, every goal that Montreal got, uh, Nick Suzuki was a part of it. Either yeah, I was just about to say that. I was just He's about to say, on the bright the side, Nick Suzuki's games. playing really well. Yeah, that's but one. They've good only thing. won one of those games. They lost. Yeah, they lost the other two, but only won one. So, so what do you think of my overrated player when I chose Jake Allen? Is that because uh... he's letting some pretty it, bad goals? It, it looks good now, buddy. <laughs> I'm gonna see his stats. Well, you you keep going. I'm the stat guy tonight. No, 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 no. We gotta we gotta get through this news, man. Oh well, we'll move on, that. move on, move on. All right, all right. Uh, the Oilers uh, retire Kevin Lowe's number four. Um, he, they sent that to the rafters uh, on Saturday night, I think. Uh, he played 1,254 NHL games for the club, and in that time won six Stanley Cups. Pretty impressive. Yeah, well, he's just trailing behind the Gretzky crew there, just collecting his rings, collecting his paycheck. No, sir. Kevin Lowe, do you yeah, – well, I don't remember much about him. I've watched, like, throwback games when it comes on the NHL Network every now and again, but he was he was a stud, man. I believe you. Was, I uh, just like to make a joke because Chris is the best in the world. I'm sure he's yeah, well sure. deserving of his jersey raising. You know, he's probably a solid guy. I don't know much about him because uh, I'm only a young fellow. But uh, you know, I <laughs> wish I did. Maybe I should go do some research on the guy after yeah. this episode. You probably don't know much about him only because he was overshadowed by Paul Coffey. Yeah, Paul exactly. Coffey was the offensive one, and Kevin Lowe was the. He Defense. was still good offensively, but he was kind of the more stay at home between the two. If there was even a stay-at-home player on those, Oilers yeah, were they pairing offense? Uh, I think they might have been split up just to balance out the lineups a bit, and because mm. S. Atikinen, I think, or jeez, oh, who was the Finnish defenseman with Oilers? It was either S. Atikinen or Jesus Christ, someone else. But yeah, but I think they were split up for a while, but then put on the same line uh, later down the road. It was a Finnish guy who played with Gretzky Curry, right? Yari Curry. Curry, yeah, it was on the right wing. 
Oh, geez, man. What a team they had in Edmonton, man. Holy fuck. Who I else know. did they have? They had, what was his name? Glenn, was it Glenn? Glenn Anderson. They had Anderson? Craig McTavish, Merrick Messier. They had. Holy uh, fuck, man. That's got to be the best team ever assembled. Grant Fuhrer was their goalie. Who the hell else was on that four? I, know, I remember the forwards were absolutely stacked. That and the eighties, that and the eighties Islanders got to be some of the best teams ever assembled. Yeah, for sure. And then going back even another decade was the Montreal Canadiens from the seventies. Mm-hmm. They were pretty fucked too. Yeah, Lafleur and um, was Richard on them the team? No, there? Henry was. His little brother was. Okay. Rocket was back in the sixties. Jesus. Rocket man, was in the fifties and sixties, I think. But Fuck, then that's uh, a while Henry Richard played. Henry Richard won like eleven Stanley Cups, man. That's fucked, man. Yeah. He's, he's the like the he's history. like the Pat Maroon of old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe that was just said in a sentence. <laughs> uh, I see a picture of Henry Sheridan, Pat Maroon, same guy. Same guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that off the office meme, like corporate wants you to tell the difference between these two players. The pocket rocket. You need it's to like make a meme about that. You need to make a make right, a meme about that for an Instagram. Put a picture of a. <laughs> I'll throw it up, man. I'll make a note Pat of it there now. And uh, Andrew Sharon say uh, with the office and say <laughs> picture, same that's picture. Hilarious. Same. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. That's going back to injuries, unfortunately, uh, Patrick Laine is eight four to six weeks with a muscle strain, so that sucks because he was just looking to catch a bit of steam. Yeah. Well. Um, what can you do? I guess it seems like injuries are very um, prominent this year. To oh, me, oh man, I'll tell you. In my fantasy league, I mean, every player we got is fucking ruined with injuries or COVID. It's not. Yeah, man. It seems like it's it's so um, in the news this year. It's just like every every day. Um, there's new news on a guy being hurt. Yeah, I don't even know a team. There must. I'd say every team in the league has had a couple of players injured so far. Yeah, or at least uh, for COVID. Oh, for sure, for sure. I don't remember um, it ever being so extensive when it came to injuries. Yeah, it's crazy, and it seems like a lot of players are point per game this year too. I know it's only twelve games in, but it seems like the scoring is like really up there this year too. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's starting to pick up. The Leafs had a bad start, but they're starting to score a lot now. Actually, yeah, I've seen the the last twelve goals that they've scored. Um, Big. It's guns. only been Matthews, Marner. Tavares, um, Nylander. and Nylander. Yeah. Like, so the top paid guys are doing their job now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anthony Manta is out indef- indefinitely for the Capitals after going uh, through soldier- shoulder surgery. So, yeah, wow. That sucks. Pretty pretty ironic, eh? Because he got traded for Verana, who was out four months with shoulder surgery. And hey, then uh, you know, Manta's was, also out. So I think, fair uh, and love him more, my friend. I think uh, Stevie Y seen that coming and used his third eye to kind of predict that one. Yeah, man. I think he's like deals with black magic or something. He, he like, probably does, man. He's like Vrana shoulder injury, and then he like casts a spell on Anthony Manta. He <laughs> 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 does shoulder surgery. Um, Stevie Y, the bong smoking gypsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I can see Capitals looking to make a move eventually to add some depth, man. I feel like they haven't. They they still want to make a push for the cup while well, Vetchkin's there. Got I too think many good need... young guys. There's been like three young players to come into that team that have been absolutely sick this year. I think they so. need to go big at free agency, not free agency trade deadline. I think they need to go and make a big push for uh um, did last year. They got Mantha last year. They can't you know what wouldn't surprise again. me? 
Well, if they made the fans own way to make a deal to bring in Tarasenko because he still wants to be traded, like he hasn't took away his trade request. Oh man, they they're not going to do that, man. He's going to, I don't know. Um, Capitals got enough good wingers. Like, who do you take out of the top six? Then, do you take uh, do you take Ovi out? Do you take Tom Wilson out? Do you take Oshie or do you take Mantha? I know Mantha's out now, but he'll probably be back. I take playoffs. I take Mantha or Wilson out. I put him on the third line for a growing line. Wilson plays too good with Ovi. They're, he does. They're, or wait, I don't know. I don't know who's with him, but I send yeah, Kuznetsov back to out fucking right now too. I'd send Kuznetsov back to Moscow with a couple lines of blow. Oh, he's going to need more than that just for the plane ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, so you can talk about this a bit more than me. Um, so the Hawks, the Chicago Blackhawks coach, uh, Collington, it, along with three other um, people from management, are relieved from their duties, from their coaching duties from the Hawks. Yeah, um, well, Derek King is coming up now, and he's going to be the interim. He's from uh, Rockford, their AHL affiliate. Yeah. Um, so we're going to see how it goes. I, I don't think Derek King is going to be able to motivate that team enough for them to switch it, uh, switch that light on, um, considering what they went through in the news lately and everything else. It got affect them in the room. Um, it should anyways. And um, you look at the team now and you think, well, you know, it's not that bad of a team on paper, but it's not coming together. Um, I, if I was flurry, I'd be fucking – I'd have my bags packed waiting for the trade call. You can tell, like, he seems so unmotivated, man, every time they score. Um, uh, Chicago's in shambles, and, you know, they're probably hoping they get a chance for Shane Wright. Because it's a uh, – they traded away their first-round pick for to Columbus. In the yeah, Jones and trade. it's only top three protected. It's top three protected. You know, what would be really funny. And honestly, from what for what the Blackhawks organization did and the way they went about that whole um, – sexual assault uh, case and everything. Um, it'd be kind of funny if they got fourth overall. It's yeah. almost like like payback. And not not to that extreme because you can never pay back a outrageous act like that. But, you know, it would just kind of be like get a little bit of what you deserve. Yeah, it'd be good karma. Yeah, exactly. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. A lot of people said that anyway, that, um, that their next three picks should be voided just like uh, Arizona's was. Actually this is two million franchise. bucks is not enough, man. I think they should took away three first round picks and then find them fuck five million. Yeah, it, well, Chicago makes a lot more than five million. I mean, that's yeah, but three first round close. picks is gonna hurt though. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Well, look what it's doing to Arizona. Arizona's been absolutely bent over ever since yeah. they yeah. took their picks away. The money doesn't matter. It's like take something away from the franchise, take the picks away. Yeah, right? if you get a bad team and then you're forfeiting your picks, I mean like that would hurt them more than any fucking dollar amount. Yeah, but do you take away uh do you make the pick void this year because then Columbus is actually going to get fucked if you know Chicago. I'd still um, give Columbus extra pick, but I'd I'd void out the other picks regard uh you know outside the, of that the next 3 years. So yeah. 2023, 2024, 2025. I would, man. Know. I don't see anything wrong with that. That seems fucking that's not and it you know that's still not even gonna do fix what happened. No, nothing. But at well, least nothing's gonna fix it, and it's it's done now. So no matter how many we, picks you take away, yeah. But it'll sting a little bit more for Chicago if they did something like that because I feel like they never. I don't know. I, even Gary Bettman came out and like he was he was saying some pretty outrageous stuff in his latest interviews. I don't know if you've seen. Yeah, um, I didn't. I didn't see a lot of it because there's so much of it out there. But uh, from what I heard, it's just like 
he's not answering the questions in the in a in a correct way Um, yeah it's just all it's just his lawyer talk is what it is is just trying to save his ass and just trying to like not say anything else to the public that doesn't necessarily have to be said he's just trying to keep everything pretty you know tight-lipped and stuff right now he's just throwing things like this under the bus and it sucks yeah pretty shitty situation that chicago's in man and um they deserve it but you still hate to see it happen to any team uh around the league but uh yeah yeah they'll they'll pay for it in the long run i mean they probably lost fans that didn't know about it right and then fans seen that was like i can't believe we just won a cup and all that was happening so they'll pay for it in the long run man it all comes out in the wash oh yeah um yeah Uh, on a bit of brighter note though uh Connor McDavid breaks the internet with a fucking disgusting goal. He goes through four Rangers before deking um, Georgiev and slipping it in backhand. I mean, if yeah. you didn't see this goal by now, you're living under a rock and you probably don't even know like how to spell hockey if you didn't see this goal. Did you see his quote? What was it? He said, like, um, well, I'm playing. I don't know exact quote, so don't. I, I heard a quote, but I don't want to. He said something like, um, you know, I'm paid to do things like this, you know, make big plays and be the best player in the world. That's what I'm paid to do. So that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I seen that. He said, He's, like, yeah, this is he what said I get something paid along for. those lines. Like, he was like, and like, I wouldn't attempt that in just any situation because I know I'm not that good. But when it's like we're down by a goal and we need it and there's like four minutes left and yeah, I'm fucking doing whatever I can. Like if I see a lane, I'm just going to try anything. Kind of thing. Yeah, and I would do that all game if I was him. <laughs> yeah. Because he could probably do it more often. Yeah, he probably wouldn't be the best teammate, but it would be fun to watch, man. Just Connor <laughs> McDavid just take on the whole line at a yeah, time. Well, well, nobody questions Connor McDavid with the puck, so. Exactly. You think Tyler Bentz is going to be on the bench like, why did you pass me, man? I was open. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of freaking, I don't know, uh, Making a joke about that today, actually, when I, I woke up seeing that Moritz Sider scored the game-winning goal for the uh, Detroit Red Wings last night and actually got his first goal of the year um, in overtime. Uh, Bertuzzi was there, and I was like, wow, way to look after your fucking assistant captain when he's, like, one goal away from a hat trick you plug. <laughs> but I love Moritz Sider, so. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I, I don't actually think that good for the kid, but. No, yeah, Sider's a beast. Sider's yeah. a beast. Yeah, but McDavid, like, I think, like, I didn't ever watch McDavid play because he retired in the year that I was born. Um, Gretzky. And I watched, a, I watched Crosby growing up. But I think said, McDavid's the best player I've ever seen in person. I yeah. can't compare him to Mc, or Gretzky because I never watched Gretzky. But for my money, McDavid's the best player I've ever seen play the game. Oh, me too. I never got to see Gretzky. Um, so uh, McDavid's easily the best player. Yeah, he's he's better. He's more skilled than anybody I've ever seen play the game. I I think Sid is better making the hard plays and um, just with like I don't know overall like leadership and like hockey sense. But McDavid's the best offensive player I think ever lived, alongside Molly Andrews, the sniper. Molly Andrews, yeah, might take <laughs> McDavid for her money for his money, like. <laughs> If you uh, think that's that inside was a good goal, what you've seen McDavid score Saturday night, you should fucking <laughs> see what Molly Andrews was doing to me back in Peewee's, man. It was fucking embarrassing. It's an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I think we talked about this in, like, podcast number three or something. So Yeah, well, geez, this is just going to be reoccurring. Every couple podcasts, I'll bring her We're going to have to have her on. 
for the 50th oh, special or something. Yeah. Or what yeah. was her number? I can probably still remember her number. I think she was number like 16 or something. Oh, dude, I'll I'll do an interview, one-on-one interview, and then we'll put it in the podcast and get you to watch it and react to it. Oh my god. <laughs> Sit down like you guys like sit all in black. Suits. Like a serious, yeah, like a serious yeah. interview. And like my legs are crossed, my hands are like this. this is <laughs> Somali. Um explain the events that happened uh, eight years ago. You know, it's Somali. The date is December 13th, 24, <laughs> like 13. 14. Take us through what you were thinking at the, yeah. in this game. Yeah. What's it like to relive? What's it like to relive those moments in your head now? You know, how does it make you feel? Um, I can't imagine what, uh, what you put that goalie through, you know, <laughs> I, embarrassment I still, like that. I heard he's still uh, traumatized. He still cries at night yeah. thinking about you coming down one-on-one on there's no licensed therapist in the province that can uh, fix the mental disarray you put this man in. <laughs> I know. I'm tearing up here now thinking about it. Anyway, anyway enough of Molly. Enough of Molly. <laughs> enough of Molly. That's it. Probably the biggest news we've had all year, Stephen. Well, not the biggest because Kyle Beach, but uh, the biggest you know, on-ice news is Jack Eichel and a third rounder got sent to Vegas um, for a first of this year second of next year um krebs and alex tuck uh break down this trade for us steve i think it's a better as good of a trade you can get for a guy who's not going to play till three months <laughs> down the road um you got a guy in talk who grew up in the new york area so you know he loved he was a sabers fan growing up he loves the sabers excuse me i don't know if you ever seen an interview with him about being traded to sabers but like he's really excited and I'm not going to lie to you. That's the first time in a long time I've seen somebody excited to be traded to the Sabres because I fucking yeah. know I wouldn't be. So um, I feel like you need to get guys like that. Like, you know, imagine how big that is for the fans watching and like everybody else in the organization to, to get guys who actually want to be there. So I think it's it's probably the best player, NHL uh, roster player they could have gotten in that deal uh, with any team because he wants to be there so bad. Um, and then you look and you got to go like Peyton Krebs, who, you know, um, projects to be, let's say, a second line center, um, most likely, because, uh, you he's know, he's a, still he's young. A winger. Oh, well, sorry. I thought he was yeah, center. Second line winger, um, we'll say. So, you know, you got a guy who's going to most likely, if everything works out, be top six. And then you got a guy in Tuck who's a second line, second to third line guy now. You get a pick um, in the first round and you get a second round pick. Um, Jack Eichel's obviously, when healthy, a top 10 center in the league, in my opinion. Um, it's hard to say that because he's been on Buffalo and he's been injured for so long, but uh, he's he has all the skills capable to be. He's a, he's a dynamic player, playmaker. Um, I think it's hard to trade a guy like that, and it's even harder when he's injured. So the return Buffalo got, I think it's good, and – the return Vegas got, you know, they got what they wanted. They didn't want a second, third long winger. They got tons of those guys. Uh, they wanted a number one center. And if it all rounds out and they figure out the cap situation, I could see Vegas making a run for the cup, even though I don't want them to win it because they traded away Flurry. I'm still kind of butthurt about that. But, uh, you know, uh, that's my breakdown is it's good for both teams. Yeah. I don't know good. how you yeah. feel. Um, so yeah, just looking at this trade, I heard that, uh, well, I knew that Buffalo was trying to get three first round assets for Jack, uh, Jack Eichel. Um, so they got their first rounder for this year. Peyton Krebs was drafted, what, 17th overall. 
Yeah. And Alex Tuck was drafted in the first round. So those are three round assets. And uh, and they also upgraded their third round pick um, to a second. So um, I don't know. A good trade right now, I mean, you're not going to replace that because Jack Eichel is on a probably a top 10 center in the league. Unhealthy. Still, even though we haven't seen him play in over a year. Um, or it hasn't been over a year, but close to a year. But I would still say he's a top 10 center. He's that good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just happy he gets the surgery he wanted and he wasn't guilted into doing something that he knew was bad for his body. He he knew there was something wrong with the fusion uh, and he wanted a replacement of disc. So I'm happy he's going to be back and playing hockey. Um, I mean, I just see a lot of injured players here. Uh, Krebs. Uh, Jack Eichel was injured. He has, has this replacement surgery. Uh, Peyton Krebs was injured in his draft year, and that's why he probably dropped 17. And uh, Alex Tuck is out right now on injured reserve. So you got a lot of uh, – you got pretty much <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> Dead body for a dead body. For a hospital pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, dead body for a dead body, my friend. Yeah, but no, it's, it's a good trade. I mean, you're pretty much trading Jack Eichel for Alex Tuck. Um, just IR player for IR player. And then in return, you're also upgrading your third to a second round and getting Peyton Krebs in a first overall. So, yeah, I forgot that Vegas uh, got the third too. Yeah. Third coming so, over with Jack Eichel. So, uh, I mean, at least they replaced a draft spot. So they won't be missing like two players. They'll only be missing like one drafted player. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good for Vegas. I think it's good for Buffalo. And I think that's the best way uh, to conclude the deal. Honestly, it's what yeah, both teams want. And like you said, the most important thing right now in Buffalo is just like getting some kind of culture together. And you're not going to do that if players are coming over pissed off. You got to you gotta bring in players that want to be there. I think Tuck wants to be there. He grew up a Buffalo Sabre fan. And I think Peyton Krebs wants to be there too because he's got some chemistry with Dylan Cousins after playing Team Canada, right? Yeah, that so would be really Cousins, cool. Cousins could be top line center and Peyton Krebs might find himself on the wing there. And Buffalo got a, got a lot of good pieces, actually. They don't forget about own power. Like, you know, if they keep building this for the next couple of years, um, you know, they could have a really good group in, let's say, five or six, seven years down the road. Yeah, I don't think it'll take seven. I, th- I think five years they'll be a contender again. Well, honestly, they'll start to rebuild all over. Think, thinking in fucking 2020 when they started draft. this. When they started this rebuild, they started yeah. tearing it down in 2012. It's almost been a decade. You don't know, man. Happened. You don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, all the best to Jack Eichel in Vegas, and hopefully sure. Buffalo can take these pieces and make a, a good hockey team for us to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, uh, that's all my news, buddy. Um, do you um, have anything that I left out there? I got a few things. Not much um, that I want to talk about, but a couple of points here. Um Peter Mrazek's injured for four weeks. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that. Fucking the famous so, broken pinky man. Yeah. The Leafs are <laughs> not getting lucky with him. They signed him to a, a fair contract uh, for what he is when he's healthy. But he's, he seems that he's, it seems that he's never healthy. This is his second time being injured this season. He's only played two games. Yeah. Um, the Leafs had uh, Joseph Wool um, in NHL now. He was a third-round pick, I think, a few yeah, years I ago. Yeah, I think a lot of people think he's going to be really good. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we're going to wait and see what he offers at the NHL level. 
I uh, don't think he's going to play a lot. I think it's pretty much Jack Campbell's net right now until yeah, Mrazic's back. Fire. But maybe if if he's out for four weeks, man, it would be nice to see Wool, you know, try him for two or three games. I mean, throw him against like, you know, Ottawa. Th- throw him against yeah. Arizona, Chicago. I wouldn't even yeah. throw him against Chicago, but throw him against Arizona for sure. Yeah, just a couple, two or three games, man. See what he's like, and if it all works out, man, you know, you know, you got somebody who's reliable, so you don't have to go get insurance at the deadline if there was an injury, right? Yeah. Um. So that's my thoughts on that. I don't know if you have anything else to add. Just uh, always has a broken pinky, man. He was out like four months last <laughs> year with a broken pinky. So yeah, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I got one more point here. Some more Leafs news from the Leafs fan. Uh, right. Leafs, Leafs are making Travis Dermott and Justin Hall available for trade. So um, teams know that uh, they can uh, if they're looking for a depth defenseman, uh, Travis. I was about to say Travis Hall. Travis Dermott and Justin Hall are uh, out there. I, I got a feeling Leafs are probably going to be looking for, um, I'd say, a depth defenseman back who's not so good, maybe, and maybe a second or third round pick. Because, I mean, these guys are – they're going to get a second or third round pick for a defenseman. Defensemen are – it's so hard to get defensemen get, these days uh, in trades. They'll get a third rounder for Dermott. Just because his contract is a bit bigger for what he provides. I think Dermot's a better defenseman than Hall. Oh, 100%, man. That You didn't let me finish. Hall is oh. like <laughs> a fifth rounder or just like a veteran depth. Defenseman. I don't, uh, I don't know. I think Justin Hall is not going to bring back much return. Uh, I think they should keep Hall. I don't, I'm not watching all of his games, so I don't know how he's playing. But last year, uh, this he, year's been rough. Yeah. I, well, I've, I've yet to see Justin in, Hall. Man. I've yet, yeah, he's been scratched for the last three or Go four. On. He hasn't played last three or four. Lilligren's in the lineup now. Lilligren's taking him, over uh, that hopefully spot. Hopefully, Lilligren uh, picks up his game a little bit and can you actually know, make a breakthrough this year. It's really nice to see that Swede line. The Leafs got a defense line that's just Swedes. They got Sandine on the left. He's a left shot. They got, excuse me, Lilligren on the right. He's a right shot. And they're making some nice plays. Um, I think it's a chemistry because they both got drafted. A year after each other, Lilligren then Sandine. So they played yeah. in the Monarchs on the same line. They were first line defensive pair in the Monarchs for like two or three, two years, I think. So they got uh, they got that chemistry, right? Yeah, and that, and they played on the same. Perfect. That's what you want to do. You want to rear up your players all together. Yeah, and I think they, they played the on the, That's what Tampa Bay did. Yeah, and the World Junior Team, right? I think they played on the same defense pair in the World Junior Team, the first defense pair. They very well could have. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, they've been playing together. These guys know each other. Uh, they've been playing with each other for a long time. So if that works out, that's solid. I like that. Oh, I like yeah. that. You got two guys who are very familiar with, with each other on the third defensive pair. And if you go into a hard game, you know, maybe you get a you look for a depth defenseman, like a, a older guy to throw in there in the third pair for a bit of a experience. Yeah, so, for sure. Enough of the Leafs because nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> I think a lot more people give a fuck now that they're actually doing something. No, I think a lot of people gave up. I mean, eight games in, but yeah, for the past three or four games, they've been playing. Uh, they've been oh, playing yeah. pretty good hockey. It's just the Leafs fan base overreacting. I mean, it's a few games in the season. Like, it's it's not a big deal. They're... I'm pretty sure this happens every year. Yeah, since I've won... been following hockey, I'm pretty sure this is what usually happens in October. Blow it up! Blow it up! Blow it up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, they've won their last five or six games in a row, and things are rolling. Tavares is like on a five-game point streak. He's scoring. Yeah, good for him, man. So I think he's leading the team in points. So he is. Yeah, it's gonna work out. Yeah, that's good. That's it for the news. news. 
No, sir. No. All right, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. That was a bit of fun for me and Steve. I think we had a lot of good news this uh, this week. Um, stay tuned. Coming up next is uh, NHL Nifty of the Week. So you won't want to miss that. Hey, folks, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, now for one of my favorite segments on the Hockey Tank podcast is NHL Newfie of the Week. And as always, joining us today is Caleb Smith. How are you today, man? Awesome, man. It's Blackhawks game day. Hopefully we'll get a new uh, <laughs> new interim head coach, Derek King, his first game beyond the bench. So I'm excited to see how Derek King's going to do. He's probably going to be better than Jeremy Carlton already. <laughs> let's hope so man i don't think they can get Compton will just hand them the board anyways Compton just yeah. hands them the board draw it up yourself <laughs> uh i doubt it so, man yeah so, um, uh, what new fear are you gonna tell us about this week this week we're gonna highlight a left winger from grand falls again just like last week so we got another guy from central he goes by the name of back central yeah don house um, I couldn't get much of his background info, like his personal information about growing up in Newfoundland, but he made his pro debut in the 73-74 season with the Nova Scotia Voyagers in the AHL. Um, he played a, mo- the majority of his career was in the minors, except for one season in 79-80. He played 33 games for the Los Angeles Kings. So your jersey is very fitting for tonight, Trevor. Let's go. Cool. <laughs> Out of yeah. Um, During his 33 games with the Kings, he scored two goals, got five assists for seven points, but he was unfortunately a minus 16 in those 33 oh, games. Oh, fuck, man. <laughs> Get back in the three-star hotels, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did appear in two playoff games that season, though, for the Kings, so he got some playoff experience in the NHL. Mm-hmm. That's, good. That's after- what he was built for from Grand Falls. So what yeah. what what kind of player was this guy? Was this guy like um, was he like a you know get in the boards and grind it out player, or was he like you know a bit of a playmaker or just didn't have enough skill? I think he was more of a player. He doesn't have many penalty minutes, so he's not like a guy like Daryl Williams or someone like that. I think he was more of a like um he was a probably playmaker who just couldn't make it. Yeah, uh, who knows, man? Like, like a Nick Patan. Yeah, Nick, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely wasn't a defensive forward, buddy. <laughs> um, but Don uh, played it back in the minors then um, from 79-80 until 80-81 in the AHL, and he also had a brief stint in the CHL. Um, so his last pro season was 80-81. But his career pro high in the minors with uh, Voyageurs came in the 74-75 season. He played 68 games, scored 30 goals, got 43 assists, and tallied 73 points. Holy wow. Pop. So this guy's a beauty at yeah, the uh, minor league level. He was an extensive minor leaguer, man, so he can – and he got 33 NHL games plus two playoff games to show for it. So props to Don oh, Hayes. I find a lot of guys like that who has good who have good seasons in the AHL, I, I don't really think GMs give a fuck about it, honestly. I find that they just – there's some guys that no matter how good of a season they have or however many good seasons they put together in the minors, they're just kind of just going to stay buried there no matter what they do. Because I don't know, I've seen tons of guys um, who've been in that position. Off the top of my head, I find it hard to name off one right now, but like 
you know, going through NHL games over the years and everything, you know, you just like look at a guy's stats. He's like a 77 overall on the game. And it's like, geez, man, he put up like 60 points in the monitors for four years in a row. Why is he still in the monitors? Right. And I, I feel like this guy might've been one of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Some people, uh, it's hard to translate their game though. Yeah. To, they just uh, get the buried. NHL. It just gets bigger, faster, stronger. Right, he was so. a solid uh, 30, 40 point player in the minors. So he could rack up, like, he was averaging 30, 40 points every season for his like brief career. He played, he played from 79, 80 to 80, 81. So about a decade of pro hockey, averaging about 30 points a season. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. I'd say it's better than I do in friggin' NHL games. <laughs> Be a pro. So, yeah. Um, I got a cool fact about Don Hayes. Um, I got a, I'm a personal collector of Newfoundland hockey cards. So I tried to get a card of every Newfoundlander, and Don House never actually had an official NHL hockey card. So I had to go print off his a custom card online, and fucking I, I bought the perfect paper, printer paper and everything. So it's like actual hockey card, man. And I got That's a custom. That's really cool. I made a Let's custom made Don House card. Yeah, dude, you should sell those. You should make custom oh, made Don House. We should have got you to send it to me when you're in Tollingate. I would have put it up on the Instagram. Well, I mean, it's the picture that I got for the car design Google Images, so you'll find it as soon as you Google Don Hayes, LA Kings. Send it to me, or send it in the group chat there. I'll throw it on the Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool, man. You should be like a, you should like uh, get an affiliation with NHL and uh, produce your own cards, Smith cards. (laughs) Smithy cards. I'd buy some Smith cards packs. (laughs) I'll make uh, cards of every guy that never had a card. No, that's a good idea, man. That's actually a great idea. What you should do is compile a card of every player who never had a card and make a big old box out of it and like uh, message Gary Bettman on Facebook or something. Be like, man, I got this sick idea. Yeah. You should license me. Oh, man. I'll tell you a lot of people about that. information on this guy uh, from Newfoundland? Like, did he ever go through the senior hockey league here? Did he ever. I don't know. What, was he living here long until he moved away? Or that's the thing. Um, I think this guy's. I've found the l- most limited information on so far. Like it didn't say anything about him playing in Newfoundland. It didn't say anything about growing up. I just got his stats in the minor leagues, and he played in the OHA, the Ontario Hockey Association. So I think that was. Um, I could be mistaken. That might be midget. It might be junior. I'm not sure. I think it might be midget. So that would assume that, like, he moved away yeah, before he got out of high school, right? Yeah, so he might have just been born in Newfoundland and, like, yeah. moved away when he was young. Just like um, our previous guy, you weren't here, Stephen, but our previous guy, Dave Pichet, he, um, he's from Grand Falls, too, but he played in the Quebec BB tournament, but he played with a Quebec team. So that indicates, like, yeah, he moved away at a really young age. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I met it in that video now, so I'm sure I'll – I'll hear all of it. I heard parts of it, but I'm going to listen into uh, our other Grand Falls guy next week. Yeah, man. I'm going to get it yes, finished. Sir. Anything else, guys, about uh, Don House? Or should we there there? Or Don House. Uh, man, man of not much, Don House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man of not much, but from Grand Falls. So you should really leave it at that. The man yes. of not much. I'd buy Don House's book for sure. Grand Falls, man. He's probably yeah, got a 100%. couple of armed robberies under his belt. <laughs> man you gotta take shots at every guy don't you at least one shot per episode hey man. yeah we gotta uh, end it there before we get sued man yeah before i say something else yeah <laughs> thanks caleb for coming in man it's great always. as always thanks always for stopping by caleb buddy 
Uh, this was great. Week. All right. I'll see you next week. Take care, buddy. Hello, gang, and welcome back. Uh, now me and Steve are going to go through each NHL team and discuss one thing on each team that's uh, been surprising to us so far. Uh, it can either be positive or negative, so uh, we won't play too much tummy sticks, but we will also uh, razz the shit out of all these teams. Um, so we'll go in al- alphabetical order. It's what we usually do on this show. Um, so, Steve, if you're ready, you can hit us with your surprising Anaheim um, fact or player. All right. For Anaheim, I think what's most surprising to me is Troy Terry having 13 points in 11 games. And I remember, if I remember correctly, you chose him to have a breakout year. I don't think I did. I chose him to be my favorite player on Anaheim, though. Oh, that's what it was. So, you know what? You still like Troy Terry, and it's with good reason. Yeah, so 13 points in 11 games um, for a guy who was – you know, he kind of had a little bit of a tougher start to his NHL career. It's nice to see him finally um, uh, go towards reaching his potential um, because he's really quick with the puck and he makes some good decisions. For sure, man. I definitely agree with that. I didn't see Troy Terry being this good. Hopefully he can stay on point-per-game pace. I, I don't know. I find that questionable. But I, I yeah. think, you know, 60 points within reach if he keeps this good year going. What do you think? For sure. What's your Anaheim? Uh, what's most surprising to you about the Duck? Yeah, I'll give the uh, viewers a little bit of a, uh, I don't know, a tidbit now. Mine's not going to be very exciting. I chose all players, so I'm happy. Uh, um, I don't know. You've got some more to bring to the show than I do. But, um, <laughs> yeah, my surprising thing is, yeah, it's surprising to see Troy Terry as a forward do that, but it's more surprising to see Kevin Shattenkirk uh, have 12 points in 12 games on Anaheim. Holy fuck. I didn't realize this, that. This guy, this guy disappeared for, you know, a couple seasons. We didn't really hear from him. He left St. Louis and he was bumming around New York. And then he went to Tampa and he was really quiet. And then he went to Anaheim and he's kind of found his stride again. Now he's mm-hmm. 31 years old. So he's far from out of the league, but he was a forgotten uh, defenseman and he's back on the scene now at 12 points in 12 games. Yeah. I did not realize he was having so good of a year. So, you know, it's nice to see that. Yeah. He was yeah. uh, he was in St. Louis for a long, long time. So he was, and then he just got passed around, and nobody wanted him, and he found a spot now, buddy, in Anaheim. Yes, sir. That's good to see. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, great pick. Um. Mm-hmm. What do you got for Arizona? I have uh, the rookie goaltender. Now, um, I'm I'm not sure if he's from Swiss or Czech or where he's from. He hasn't won a game in the NHL yet. Okay, so don't. But I think it's surprising that he's so good. Okay, um, he hasn't won a game yet. <laughs> I think he's so good. Hold up. I'll explain. Yeah, there are uh, a couple name... figures at me here. <laughs> his name's Karel Vejmelka. He's, uh, he's a little bit of an older goalie. I don't know if he's 26 or, or whatnot. Um, so far, he's zero wins, seven losses, and one overtime loss. So, <laughs> so he's got great. a point. He's got a point. And he's a non thirteen save percentage. I think that's, that's actually kind of sick for an Arizona team who uh, that are so terrible. <laughs> I think yeah. it's pretty. I think it's pretty cool to see him actually not being the reason they're losing as a rookie goaltender. I'm sure he has a lot of pressure on him to get a win, and I'm, he's probably very frustrated. But 
you know, I looked at his numbers and I was like, damn, it's surprising that those numbers are this good. So that's why I chose him. That just reflects the scoring more of uh, Arizona than anything. It just shows that, like, he can save, yeah. you know, 91.3% of the shots he's facing, but his team can't score uh, or defend uh, better to give him a better chance to win. So, yeah, that doesn't reflect his skills at all. So, yeah, that is pretty surprising that he doesn't have a win and he's got a 9-13 over seven games. Yeah, because uh, with seven losses, it must be hard to stay above 900. Yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of overlooked your that guy. I, I went for the – I thought it was the obvious pick. Uh, Jacob Chikrin off to a wildly slow start. In 12 games, he's got zero goals, one assist for one point. Uh, and even worse than that, he's a minus 20 on the season so far in 12 games. This is so a type of he's thing definitely that eating, He's definitely crunching a lot of time out there, and that's why he's so minus. But I thought he was the – Thing driving this team i thought if anything he was going to be the bright spot this year and it's a bit surprising to see that he only has one point that he's a dash 20 in 12 games this is the type of thing that makes a player want to leave an organization yeah he's it's hurting his career so bad it's true it just hurts him so bad to play there if i was jacob chickering man I'd be counting my days that I can leave that fucking place because <laughs> it, it hurts your reputation, man. It does to be on a team so bad as that. And, uh, you know, I feel bad for him. I wish he, I wish him the best on getting a new start, even though I don't know if they want to trade him. But uh, if I was him, I'd be fucking trade requesting because that's a shithole. Shit I don't think he's going to get that. I, I think he's there to stay. He just, he, they just traded their captain defenseman, so in my eyes, he would be next in line, right? Shithole. <laughs> it is, and I feel bad for him because he's a really good player. He's it's almost like a... the John Gibson in Anaheim for so long. Kind of yeah, situation. yeah, you kind of could compare him to that, couldn't you? In a way. So if I was Jacob Titterman, we both took a sip Titterman. of beer there, so that's why I got yeah. Anyways, whatever the fuck his name is, I would want out, man. I don't want to be in a place like that. Yeah, that sucks, man. He's got to be feeling it. And the only thing is, imagine if he was doing that in a bigger market. So it's probably a good thing he's doing that in Arizona. Imagine if he was dash twenty. In he Toronto. wouldn't be play. He wouldn't be dash twenty in Toronto. He'd have death of- threats, man. Oh god, yeah, man. There'd be people lying off at of twenty gauges at his apartment window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your pick for Boston, or what's your most surprising thing? Um. I got Matt Grizzlick, who has zero points in nine games, and he's a minus two. It's not the type of player you expect to hear, but I think he's having a pretty shitty start to the season. Um, yeah, I expect him to do a lot better, too. Last year in 50, uh, around 50 games, he had, I think it was 30 points. So, you know, with Boston losing a lot of depth defensemen over the last couple of years, um, he was one who had to step up. I don't think he stepped up this year, and it's surprising to me that with the ice time he does get, uh, he's not – playing if he's not playing well at all yeah especially for that good boston team too i know they had a rough start but they've been really doing a lot better now but yeah i haven't seen him on the game sheet at all um, yeah you know he needs to get if you're in a top four defenseman you need to throw up a couple of points here and then help team that's just simple as that mm-hmm. make good passes and you know and, and it reflects his game um how he's playing too because if you are playing top four minutes um and you're making good passes out of the zone you're gonna get those secondary assists every now and then. So the fact he's nine points or nine games without any points, uh he's probably not making a lot of good passes. So it kind of reflects that, I think. Yeah. I think another thing is it kind of reflects the Boston strategy too, because I think a lot of it is just like 
be big, intimidating, let and draw penalties, and then go right to that like killer power play. I don't think he's on the power play one or two. So no. I think that's why he's got so many points. But and he's probably definitely killing penalties too with that dash. No, dashes don't even count in a yeah, you don't get plus minus for penalty yes, and power do, kill, yeah. do you? Power kill, penalty kill. <laughs> <laughs> power kill seems like what fucking Toronto fans would be doing to Jacob Chikrin. Sounds like an there, Arnold. Right? What's that guy's name? That big tough guy? Schwarzenegger? Schwarzenegger or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds like sounds like one of his movies, Power Kill. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was, man, if you look back in the 80s. Anyway, yeah, for sure. Uh, Who's your guy? Yeah, like I said, this is why I got to apologize because I'm just going to be throwing out so many tacky picks, but I picked uh, David Pasternak. Uh, He's only clipping at 0.5 points per game right now. He's got 12 games played, three goals, three assists for six points. Uh, He was supposed to be in the running for the Rocket this year. I thought he was going to have a lot more goals, and he's only got three goals this year. And he's played the same same amount of games as, say, a Patrice Bergeron or a – a Marchand, and they've got they're they're both point per game, so it's weird to Marchand see. Marchand has fourteen so, points. Exactly, they're more than point per game, so it's weird to see uh, to see David Pasternak not up there with them, and especially not scoring. He's having a tough start, man. I've been finding a lot of players are having really good starts or really bad starts this year. Yeah, and that's why I thought it'd be fun to do this because, like, I don't know, a lot of people are just having the really surprising seasons. Either not doing as well as they're supposed to, or not doing. Uh, or doing worse than, or geez, that same thing. Anyway, yeah, I think so it's I think it's a bit early. This list is obviously an early season list of the surprising. Yeah, we're only a month team. in, but yeah. uh, you know he should. You know, typical David Pasternak doesn't score at a low rate like that, so it's surprising. Exactly, and there's no doubt he'll pick up. Like by the end of the season, if this guy's any less than, I mean, 35 goals, we should be concerned. Like this guy's obviously going to be above for near 35. Yeah. I would think. Maybe he gets 35 on the dot. Yeah. Yeah, he'll find his touch. Um, for Buffalo, I think you might have the same player. So um, Rasm- I'll let you introduce him. Well, we uh, spoke about him earlier, I believe. I said Rasmus Asplund. Yeah, one very of the, surprising. I got him too. One of the two Rasmuses on the team. Used to be three. Back Used when to be three. Was there. Yeah, maybe yeah. we'll draft a couple more. Hopefully we'll yeah. get those that Rasmus count up in Buffalo. <laughs> yeah, we. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Um, he's got a 10 points in 11 games. So he sure does four goals and six assists. I feel like some of that might've just been a couple lucky passes. <laughs> I don't know if he's actually got that skill to be near point for game. I think it's yeah. just like luck, luck of the draw kind of deal. Like he was in the right spot at the right time. So, but yeah, and it's it, still early, but it's still surprising to see this player scoring at that rate because yeah. he is by all accounts, probably a, bottom six forward in this league on any team i think he's a if he reaches his potential he's a third lawn winger yeah exactly at most so you know uh it's just one he's of not those the biggest I, guy either right no so i think it's right place right time i think that's what this is all about so far in the season and you know maybe if he ends up being in the right place at the right time for 50 or 60 games maybe he puts up a 50 60 point year and gets a big payday and then that gets buried. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's on pace for 80, 80 points now. So <laughs> fucking look okay. out. No, I, I could <laughs> see him maybe reaching 40 to 50. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, I can't even see him reaching that. I think he slows down when uh, 
I don't know those pieces. Just because Vegas of Buffalo, he gets he's going to get the ice time, so that's why I say something like that. If he was yeah, on a team and, like Vegas, he might get eight points. <laughs> yeah, a runner up here for me too. I was going to say was Middlestat. Um, Middlestat is still struggling. What's his I points? Think, I don't think he has any points. I think he might have one assist in like eight. Yeah, but he games was injured though. Yeah, exactly. He's uh. He's not playing right now, but uh, it's unfortunate. I chose him as a breakout player. He still could, but yeah, not yet. It's looking rough. What about your guy in Calgary? I think I got, he could be one of two players. I got Manji Apane. Oh uh, yeah, that was the other one I was going to pick. I got uh, Jacob Markstrom. Yeah, I chose him because he has seven goals in eleven games. Uh, yeah, that's nine insane. points. Yeah, he's a. I've seen things on Instagram that says, "Will he make Team Canada?" I don't know if I go that far. No, I don't think but, I would either. But um, I can see him getting 30, 33 goals, something like that. That would be very great. That'd be good. And he's proven himself to be a top six forward these last couple of years, too. Wasn't he captain for Team Canada in that Helena Gretzky Cup or one of those? I think they... he was assistant. Adam Henrique was captain. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me. I can't remember now. I heard something like that. But, yeah, this guy was really good in that um, – the international uh, tournament too. Yeah, and he had a good year for Calgary last year too. I mean, he's uh, starting to. He's a good playoff player. He's kind of like Sam Bennett. Yeah, he's he's, quick. he's kind of more quiet in the regular season, but in the playoffs, he's sick. Yeah, he's but quick he's, he's not him. quiet this year. No, not at all. Who'd you pick? Uh, Jacob Markstrom, man. He's got the nine games played, five wins, and three overtime losses, uh, which kind of sucked. But five, he's got five wins and he's got four shutouts. So that's cool. I never knew he had that that many. Yeah, shutouts. like insane. Four shutouts and five wins. Like this guy, he's, when he's on. He's on. Yeah, and I don't know if he's gonna slow down. But if he slows down, I'm telling you, like Calgary's not gonna be where the two because a lot of these shutouts were like two nothing, two to one. So they had someone else in that they wouldn't have got those wins but yeah he was good in fucking vancouver too man like he, he was, was sick really in good... vancouver and then he had a rough season in calgary and everybody shit on him but yeah this he's season good he's really turning some heads he was drafted by florida fun fact jacob markstrom yeah was he in the uh uh liberal uh jesus roberto luongo trade no he was uh yeah he might have been actually or was he uh or wait was that for I feel like Corey Schneider was in that trade somehow. Yeah. I don't um, know, man. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure, but he was, drafted, now. he was drafted in Florida around 2010 or 9 or something. I, think. I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah. I think he's only 26 or 27, isn't he? I think he's a bit older. I think he's around 30. No, he's not. He's like yes, 27. He is, man. He's been around like for a while. He's been around for a while. He played a nice few years in the Monarchs where he got it in the NHL, sure. Yeah. I feel like he played somewhere else, too. I'm thinking he's 31. Dude, he's like 27. Or maybe, I don't know. I don't think so, man. He's uh, quite uh, an old fellow. I don't want to prove. I don't want to see who's right because now I feel like a dumbass if I'm wrong. Yeah, well, it could be worse. He could have been the guy that brought him up and then be a real dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, well, anyway, Jacob Markson's really surprising me. I didn't think he was going to have this good of a season. I thought He's Calgary a, was one of those teams that could go like either way. And it looks like they're looking more towards a uh, – I knew it as soon as you fucking started smiling. What is he? I can't he's see He's 31. It. He's 31. He's I won't shit, be. man. I knew it as soon as you started smiling. <laughs> I was like, I lost. 
Fair enough. Yeah, but uh, anyway, who's your guy for uh, Carolina? I got Freddie. Yeah, Freddie has been a surprise this year. That's been hard. I think that's a hard one to pass up. Eight uh, eight wins, one loss, nine thirty nine save percentage, nine yeah, games. Friggin' fuck. Player of the month for uh, October. He's got a nice. He's got a couple shutouts too, doesn't he? Or I would guess so. I don't have it wrote here, but uh, no worries, man. I think that might have been a different goal. I think I might be thinking of Shesterkin. He's playing on Rio, man. Um, must be nice to leave Toronto. Seems everybody succeeds. Bozak won a cup. Phil Kessel won too. Zach Hyman's playing with uh, Connor McDavid and he's got like 11 points. It's nice to leave Toronto, man. It's nice to leave Toronto. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Toronto (laughs) trades for players that are doing sick. They come in, they don't do sick, they leave, and they do sick again. (laughs) Yeah, that's just the way it is. Circle of life. Yeah, circle of Toronto. Poor bastards. Who'd you you choose? I chose Martin Nikash. Um, I thought he was going to have a breakout season. I thought he played really well last season. I thought he was going to go into it again. Uh, but I guess they just have too many forwards. They have too many good forwards, and they keep bringing people in. Uh, in 10 games, he's got one goal, four assists for five points. You know, he's getting a lot of chances, too. I've been wa- I watched I a bit know. of Carolina, and I, I've seen him have some good chances, some breakaways, missed a couple posts. You know, he's, a, he's just having a little bit of a tough start. The puck's not going his way. So, you know, he's going to break through, and he's going to be a good player. I hope so, man, because uh, – I don't know. The people that stand out more is like Aho, Teravine, and Shvenshnikov. Even like fucking people like Anthony D'Angelo or Tony D'Angelo. Yeah. Like he's randomly having a six season one. I guess not randomly because he was a good player, but he's uh, he's up there in defensive scoring. But yeah, Martin Nikash, I thought he would be at least point per game or up there. I thought he'd at least have like eight or nine points by now, but. Uh, lucky for him, there's a lot of time left in the season to change that. There is exactly. We're only about ten percent through it, or a bit more over ten percent. So, a lot of time to change that. Uh, who do you got for Chicago? There's probably a lot of surprising players on this one. I wrote down everything, and I wrote in quotations everything. Haha. Because... I mean, yeah, it wouldn't. It's not. Uh, you're not joking, are you? Because literally everything from the management to the coaching to the players to Everything, everything is just, I mean, it's like a soap opera. <laughs> it's like the yeah, young and the you windless. Don't want to be in. The young and the windless, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you some cool stuff now. Um, Seth Jones is actually not playing bad. He has 10 points in 12 games, but he's, uh, but he's, uh, he's like a minus, minus 10. Yeah, he's minus 10, I was going to say. So that proves um, our theory that he's a good offensive defenseman, but a shit defenseman. Yeah. He should be playing first that. line with Kane. Let me see Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson's got three points in eight games. He's a minus six. Um, let's see how Tabes is doing. He's got six points in 12 games, a minus seven. Um, yeah, that whole team is struggling, man. Yeah. Uh, Patrick Kane's got 11 points in eight games, and he's minus six. I mean, it's just Patrick Kane. No matter how good or, or bad he is defensively, he's just still over point per game. No Dude, matter. the guy missed like five games, came back, and put up a hat trick in his first game, and then come back and got like two more goals the very next night. Yeah. It's just showtime, man. Oh, he's that, that team will be half decent or have a chance as long as Patrick Kane is there. Mm-hmm. Kirby Doc's got five points in 12 games and he's a minus five. So uh, everybody's kind of struggling. I yeah. want to see Flurry's numbers. I'm going to check that right now. Yeah, oh, well, you're Flurry's doing that, is bad, yeah. man. Um, yeah, let's hear it. Is he under got, 900? He must be. 
one win, seven losses, 4.11 goals against average per game, and a nine or eight eighty-one save percentage. He doesn't deserve that, man. These are supposed to be his golden years, man. He should be on a good team, like just playing a game here and there, backing up someone. He shouldn't be. He shouldn't have all those losses and that shit of a save percentage just late in his career, man. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, anyways, what did you say about Chicago? I said it. Yeah, you know, I said the player I chose was uh, Kirby Doc. Mm-hmm. I said in twelve games he's got three goals, two assists for five points. And although it's early, like you said, he's also minus five. But I guess you can blame that on the whole team. Uh, he's getting a decent bit of ice time for, I guess, a second year player, and he's uh, he's still struggling. Like I thought he was going to be a big part of this team. I thought he might have even been able to push himself onto the first line. Yeah. But uh, not yet, so. anyway. Um, to break from this for one second, I got some good news. Um, Red Wings are beating the Golden Knights right now, four to one. Fuck sakes, I got Robin Lehner. Don't tell me that. I got him in fantasy, man. Oh, you want the Red Wings win? Lucas Raymond. Lucas Raymond scored the first goal for the Wings. Let's go. And, uh, yeah, they're up. Anyway, sorry to interrupt, but figured him out. Oh, you should have. You should have said that um, for your Detroit pick. You should have said the most surprising thing on Detroit is they're beating Vegas. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Should have, anyway, but I we'll make. get to them. Uh, what about Columbus? What's surprising on this on this club? I had Colorado wrote down before Columbus. That's what Did I said. Wasn't, did I say Columbus? I, I meant Colorado. Sorry. Um, what's surprising for me is how good Bowen Barham is, and it shouldn't be because he was a really high pick, but yeah, he's 20 years Bob. old. He's 20 years old. Um, he's currently got eight points in 10 games so far this season. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, if he gets 40, 50 points this year, it's an excellent year. Yeah, I think a big part of that is Kale McCarr has been at a nice bit. I think Kale McCarr might only have like seven or eight games played. So that's given Bo a lot yeah. of uh, ice time. But still good for him. Man. He's a he's a really good defenseman. Imagine in power plays, Kale McCarr in the first power play, Bo and Barham in the second. That's going to be so dangerous. Like... <laughs> You're going to, yeah. like, get through this, like, amazing power play. And it's like, I can't believe we just killed that. And then, like, who steps on the ace? It's like Bowen Barham, like, Burke Cosby, um, like, <laughs> imagine, New Hook in the future. Like, Imagine this just for, like, imagine if they did this in, like, a game they really wanted to score. Like, let's say they played Arizona, came in to play Arizona one night, and just for a laugh they had on their first line, Landis Cog, McKinnon, Rantanen, Barham, McCarr. That would they, be- threw that out. <laughs> they threw that out there in one line. I think Jacob Chicken was like, but it's Marty Dash 20. Like, I, I got to fake an injury to save my contract right yeah. now. He'd be snapping his leg, falling down. <laughs> <laughs> he he tests po- he tests like positive for like, I don't want to play syndrome. HIV. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'd go bang a stripper just to get HIV so he didn't have to play. Yeah. <laughs> Who'd you choose? I got, uh, I got Miko Ranton in here. And, uh, it, although not surprising as like other players, he's in seven, he has been injured, but in seven games, he's only got three goals, two assists for five points. Uh, it's the same argument I made for Pasternak is I wasn't expecting him to produce like this lightly. Like I thought he would be very goal heavy, mm-hmm. especially because like Landis Cog and McKinnon are more like playmakers and yeah. he's supposed to be the big sniper on that line. So I really expected him to have uh, more goals by now, but he has been out. Um, as you can tell, like, He's missed like I don't know four or five games. So 
maybe when he comes back, he will be uh, putting up uh, ranting in like numbers. Oh, yeah, I'll get it together. Hopefully. Uh, now on to Columbus. Jesus. I'm so good um, at skipping Columbus. I'm pretty sure that's like yeah. the third time <laughs> since we started this podcast I did that. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about Columbus. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ohio's a shithole, like you said. Shithole. First episode. <laughs> anyway, we already established our feelings for uh, Columbus in the first episode. Yeah. Um, I got Cole Sillinger. He's 18 oh, nice years play. old. He's 18 years old. He has a youngest player in the league. He has six points in 10 games. Not bad. Not bad at all. On pace for about a what, 55 point uh, rookie season. So, yeah, I mean, if he gets upwards of 40 points for 18 year old, there's nothing wrong with that. No, sir, not at all. So, let's hope he continues that. That's my player. Decent. Um, mine was Oliver Bork, Bjorkstrand. I yeah, he's always a good knew this guy was sick, but I didn't think he's he was going to produce like he is. He in ten games, or do I got that right? Yeah, ten games. He's got five goals, eight assists for thirteen points. Um, yeah. I really wasn't expecting that from him this year, especially because like Columbus really doesn't have any pieces around to really help these players. Like I guess they got Line, but he's been gone. They got Roslovic, but he's playing like second or third line. Um, Voracek's being really good, but Bjorkstrand has just been, I don't know. I'm calling it now. Bork, Bjorkstrand gets traded at the deadline. So no, he doesn't. Uh, come on, man. Uh, Columbus is just starting a little tiny rebuild again now. Uh, They've been like back and forth for years, but they wouldn't do that, man. They're, they're, if you could sell know. Bjorkstrand after a first round pick, I'd have his bags packed for him. And they'll get more for first rounder if he's still producing like this. And he's a big body too. Uh yeah, they might. First rounder and a player. First round, at least him. a roster player. Yeah. Because they're not looking to rebuild. Mm-hmm. That's a good pick, man. Thanks, man. You too. Cole Sillinger. That's a sneaky one. I wouldn't have had that one. Thanks. What about Dallas? Um Surprisingly bad uh, start to the year for Rope Hints. I had the exact same player, but you know what? It could have been it could have been five other players on this team. I, I could have picked just Sagan. I could have picked Giryanov. I could have picked Kling, Klingberg. You could pick anybody that on this team that had be having a slow start except for Heiskanen. He's the only player right now that's been getting it done for Dallas. Yeah, and that's why I, I was mentioning in earlier episodes like I just don't see Dallas having enough offense to compete that game in, game out. And Rope Hints has 1.10 games, and he's a minus. Yeah, that really sucks, man. And he was over point per game last year, and he was on his way to being like a first-line player. He's, uh, he's going to get it back, and so is um, Robertson. Uh, they just got to find the chemistry they're playing with. and uh, Robertson was injured right. for a bit too. so Exactly. They'll, they'll get it together. I, I think Dallas will – be up there because they've got a relatively weak, weaker division. They're they're in the West, so mm-hmm. they might slip in if some other teams start doing bad. But yeah, yeah, Rupe hints like I I I didn't think he was going to be having this year after the year he had. I thought he was on the way up. Yeah, I figured so too. But that's uh, time yet. Yeah, for sure. Um, who'd you have for Detroit? I wrote down Lucas Raymond and Moritz Sauter domination. Yeah, I, I wrote down the same thing. 
I wrote down Raymond and had his points and I had more inside and wrote down his. Yeah. So you do one and I'll do one. Which one do you want to do? Um, I'll talk about Raymond. I'll talk about Cider. Perfect. Um, I mentioned it in an earlier episode. Um, he reminds me of Nikita Kutrov. He really I don't does. Know. I, I can't really see that, but I really appreciate you saying that. Uh, I think he plays, I'm going to be honest, I think he plays exactly like Nikita Kutrov. He has a slick hands. He has a slick pass. He has a slick shot. He's a very slick. That's a word I would describe Lucas Raymond. He's slick, man. Yeah. Um, I think he, I, when I, I look at him, man, I'm like, this dude plays like the game like Nikita Kutrov. He's not necessarily just a sniper. He's not necessarily just a playmaker. He kind of does a little bit of everything, and he and he, he's very productive. Um, for him to be 19 or 20 years old, whatever he is, um, yeah, he's put 19. Up these, put up these point totals. Uh, he's got a long career in Detroit, man. I think so too. Um, he, I'm looking at the uh, score sheet now, and he just got a goal on the power play. This guy's a this guy's an absolute rocket on the power play. He's, He's been a part of so many power play points this year. It's insane. In 12 games, or I guess 13 now, counting this one against Vegas that's happening right now. He's got um, 13 games played, uh, six goals, eight assists for 14 points. That's insane for a rookie. He's he's leading the Detroit Red Wings right now <laughs> in, in goals and assists, I think. I don't think or he's no, going to get sent no. down. He's tied. He's tied. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> and I was... Uh, and how foolish were we? Both of us never had him on the top five affiliated prospects list. I had Cider as number two. I had Cider <laughs> as well, but I can't believe we never put uh, we never put Lucas Raymond. It's insane. It is. I feel so stupid now. And I Me had too. we both had both of our players. We picked them in the call. We were playing in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we're supposed to be a credible source as a hockey podcast. New hooks playing in the now. minors. Copies yeah. in the minors. Yeah. But uh, Mort Sider is not in the minors. Mort Sider has 13 games played, one goal, nine assists for 10 points. This guy's a fucking stud. He scored his last or his first NHL goal last night against the Buffalo Sabres in overtime. Imagine that feeling, man. Being 20 years old, your first year in the league, scoring a game-winning goal in overtime, man. Fuck. He's uh, yeah. Let's he's going to be here for a long time. Mort Sider is going to be the backbone of this team, I think. They got Edmondson coming too, man. He's a really good Swede. Yeah. So it's going to be a Germany, German and a Swede on that first mm-hmm. line. And I got no complaints. He's already the best. Warren Sider's already the best uh, defenseman on the what Detroit about Red Wings. And you can make an argument that Lucas Raymond's the best forward. You could, yeah. Rookies. So. Hey, you know, it reminds me of like um, – this De- these Detroit rookies are reminding me of the year when Matthews and Marner came on the scene. I know one of them is a defenseman now, but yeah. the year Matthews and Marner and Nylander came on the scene, it's like, holy fuck, like, we got actually got some really good rookies. Man, and that's what I, this I reminds watched, me of watching Detroit. I watched all 60 minutes of that um, Ottawa and Toronto game when Matthews scored four goals, and I was just sitting there like, oh, my God, this guy is going to break every record known to man. This is insane. And this is what Raymond and Sauter reminds me of. Like when you got a couple good rookies coming at the same time, it like blows your team up, man. It's like pumps everybody up, and it's good. To see. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to sound too superstitious, or I don't know, like a, a psychopath here. But this reminds. This looks a lot like uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning when 
Stevie uh, Y was general manager over there. I mean, okay, Stevie, okay. Stevie Y, Stevie Y got uh, Headman and Stamkos, and they're still there now. And they were and they were insane in their rookies year. I mean, didn't uh, didn't Stamkos get like sixty goals in his sophomore season? Hey man, so I think it's only Slow safe to down assume that. <laughs> Lucas Raymond is probably going to get 70 next year, 70 goals. Okay, let's move on before you start comparing Lucas Raymond to Wayne Gretzky. I, I might just come on and do a podcast without you and just talk about <laughs> Detroit's rookies. <laughs> right okay, okay. All right, all right. We'll get past that. Let's talk about Edmonton. Who's the most surprising player? Or who's um, most, what's the most surprising thing here? I wrote down how McDavid and Drysdale are so much better than everybody else in the league, and it's actually not even close. It isn't. It isn't. And I, in my mind, Drysdale has passed McKinnon as the second best player in the league. I I wouldn't go that far, just because uh, I, nobody else has the companionship and the chemistry that McDavid and Drysdale has. So I'd still put uh, McKinnon just slightly above Drysdale. But I mean, we're here talking like, oh my God, he's point per game. He's got like thirteen points in twelve games. Drysdale and uh, and McDavid are all. Are 23 22 points 20. yeah exactly 23 and 22 points in 12 games so um it's what more can you say these i don't know that's the best duo I've it's ever like got. here's like you look here it's like here you've got like um mckinnon marshawn matthews like guys who get a lot of points um kucherov um and then you've got mcdavid and dry up yeah. here uh like they're in a league of their own right now, especially McDavid. Yeah, McDavid's the best in the world. They were made for each other in heaven. God God put them together. Just to threw them on different sides of the planet. Yeah, to be drafted friggin' a year apart just to yeah. play together. Yeah. Fuck, man, it's unreal. I can't believe how good they're playing either because, like, I, I'm here saying, like, oh, someone got, like, 13 points. Like, that's unreal. But they're already in 20s. Mm -hmm. Like, can they keep up this pace, do you think? Oh, 100%. McDavid's 150 points. But then do you think they, they'll have enough energy for the playoffs? I think this is the year they actually make a run, so yes. I, I'd like to see that. We'll see, though. Um, Lord, the most surprising player for me is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. Oh, shit. Yeah, I 10. forgot you never said anything. I'm sorry. I I skipped. I said Florida, but I forgot that we were we got caught up with McDavid and Drysaddle for so long. I know, and I'll, I'll be swift here now, but Ryan Nugent Hopkins is goalless in 10 games. Oh my god! But that don't fucking matter because he got fourteen apples already. Dude, oh, this sick. guy is this guy is a friggin' dishing machine. Uh, he's just I don't know. He's hitting all of his passes to Drysaddle. I think like on probably eight of these passes or assists that he's got, I think Drysaddle might have like eight goals on him because like I don't know. And he's yeah, finally was breaking out, man. He was drafted first overall in what twenty twelve, so he's finally. Uh, He's finally getting up to that level that people expected him. It took him a while. He's 28 years old, but he's uh he had a pretty big contract extension too. So he did, yeah. And I think he's worth every single penny of it. Yeah, he's a good two-way player too. Yeah. Uh on to Florida. What do you think here? I said um 10 one record, amazing. And is Ekblad making a case for Norse? Yeah. Ekblad is I knew it last year. I seen it and uh I don't know. It's too bad he got injured because he would have had a hell of a season. But Ekblad is so, like, he flies so far under the radar just because I think a lot of people already wrote him off because he wasn't 
he wasn't good until like three seasons ago. It took him a while to find his game in the NHL, you know? As a first but, overall pick, you know, um, defenseman is a lot of pressure. So, you know, he's finally rounded in, out into that pick. Yeah, for sure. Uh, he's he's probably one of my favorite players on Florida. I love this guy. Yeah, he's a great defenseman, man. And he's, his, he's, his draft year was the first year that I started following the draft, like, like religiously. Like yeah. I watched, I watched him play in, where was he? Was he in the Barry Colts? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah. I watched this guy play there and I was like first overall and I was so excited to see him going to Florida because I love Florida at the time. So mm-hmm. I'm so happy this guy's finally popping off. Yeah. The first year I watched the draft was McKinnon's year, I think. McKinnon and nice. Drew. I, yeah. I just missed that one. That was 2013. Yeah. Decent. Um, yeah. I, I said Anthony Duclair. Because I knew this guy was good, but in 11 games, this guy already has uh, eight goals, four assists for 12 points. He's leading the team, or he's tied for uh, team leading in, um, in points, but he's leading in goals. Like, eight goals is crazy. Like, And it makes me wonder, and this is kind of the surprising part, is he's been all over. He's been in Ottawa. He's been in Arizona. He's been in New York. And now he's in Florida. And this guy just can't find a home in the league, like, I don't know why he can't stick anywhere. I don't know if he's got an attitude problem or maybe he's just not happy with the team around him until now. But I hope hopefully he stays in Florida because he's having a hell of a season already. You know, I think it'd be really funny. Well, even though I know it's not going to happen, like I know this isn't going to happen, but I think it'd be really funny if Florida hired John Tortorella and then he'd bury Duclair like he did in Columbus. <laughs> I, I think he would be so pissed off to see that man walk through the door. And same with Bob. Like, oh yeah, they would. They would like be. There'd be shit in the pants. There'd be stench shit in the Florida dressing room, and it'd be Duclair. I, I think where Bobrovsky's get paid so much, though. I think he has a decent bit of power over who the coach is, though. Hopefully. <laughs> well, I don't think anybody wants Tortorella in that room. No, I mean, what a way just to throw a a bomb in the middle of that, like just throw a live grenade in the middle of that, like highly productive team. Yeah. Yeah, and then they start losing. Imagine, no, I Imagine think Andrew Burnett ten in a row. I think Burnett <laughs> steers the ship until they start, if unless they start losing a lot. Yeah, I, I think they give Burnett a, a fair shot at the uh, bench boss position. And then if they start to lose, well, that's it. Yep, Colin, some with a bit more experience, but yeah. What's the most surprising thing in uh, LA? Um, two little things here. Unfortunately, Dowdy. Got hurt after four games, but he also had seven points. Yeah, I know. Uh, I was sad to see him go because he had a hell of a start. Yeah. And uh, Cal Peterson's having a slow start. He signed a fairly big contract around five mil, and he's, he's not uh, – I don't even think his save percentage is 900, so he's going to want to work on that. Yeah. I don't have his stats here. I forgot to write it down, so I'm sorry about hey, that. Hey, you know what? To... That's all right because I got uh, I got him right in front of me. Oh, yeah? Wow. Yeah. Let's hear it. Is that your player? Well, I had a little bit of both, but – Okay, yeah, so two surprising notes. But, yeah, more on Cal Peterson. Um, well, I guess we'll talk about Drew Doughty, too. Drew Doughty, is, uh, he's got a knee injury. He took a knee on the hit from someone early in the season, three games in. And, uh, yeah, he had seven points before that. But he's supposed to be out um, eight weeks from then. But that was, like, the second week. So he'll be skating in six weeks and, I think, back to play in eight. So, yeah. And more and on Cal Peterson in five games, he's got three wins, two losses, and zero overtime or shootout losses. 
but he just doesn't look ready. He's sub 900 save percentage right now. I think he's rocking like in uh, maybe an eight. Uh, I don't know. He's not bad as Flurry. He's rocking like an 898 or something like that, but definitely not what you uh, want to see from your starter. And it looks oh, like no. Quick is going to steal that starting position again. <laughs> he they just can't get rid of Jonathan Quick. No, man. They can't. They tried They tried so hard. They tried to bring in Bishop, and then Bishop got into oh, Fox and I'm like, and they seen Cal <laughs> Peterson. They got so excited. Look at this stud, Cal Peterson. He's going to take out Quick. And Quick is still there, buddy. And yeah, Quick's he, playing pretty good, too. I think Quick is above 900. Yeah, it's like that meme where you throw the guy at the window and he appears behind you at Simpsons meme. <laughs> oh, man, we're going to have to throw out a couple of these memes, man, on the page. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, that's yeah. a – yeah, makes sense. LA, uh, he, I, he just doesn't look start. ready. I, like, he looked, he looked ready and engaged last season, but uh, he just doesn't look uh, up to Tough snuff start. this year. Right catching goalie, too, fun fact. Yeah. No, yeah, I forgot that. He is. Mm-hmm. That's all. I, that's awkward silence. That's all I have to yeah, say. Fucking, it, it is awkward, man. Fucking right catching goalies, man. That kind of takes you by surprise. That That's probably the most <laughs> surprising thing in L.A. Fuck, yeah. fuck that he's doing bad. It's just that he catches right. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Not make it awkward. Yes, man. Minnesota. Minnesota. I got Jordan Greenway. Uh, unfortunately, he only has two points in seven games. So yeah, you don't like sucks, to man. see that. Uh, he had a pretty good year last year. He was kind of solidifying himself as a top six winger. But uh, he hasn't got it so far this year. I hope he turns it around. But uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. He's a bigger player. They they usually take longer to, you know, get comfortable with their body and, uh, like, know how to he, move. He's had good so, years, though. He's yeah. had good years. So it's just uh, – The last good year I've seen him have was in the U.S. development. I don't think he's looked like a stud. Oh, man, he NHL had a good year, year last year. He had a really good year. And that's yeah. probably bias. But, Hopefully uh, he pops off, though. You know what? I'm going to get some numbers now. I want to know how many points he had last year. Not to contradict you or anything, but I just want to see how well he did compared oh, no. to how he's doing now. Um, uh, yeah, so uh, while you're doing that, we'll come back to that, Steve. Uh, my yeah. most surprising player is Marcus Foligno. Was he on your radar at all? Um, Not really, because I... I I expect that of him because he's always fucking stud. So for him to have a good year, which he is having, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't surprise me. Marcus Polino is a fucking stud. <laughs> he is, man. No, man. This guy's always Moose. been in the Moose. bottom. He's just always been buried in the bottom, man. He, I was looking at his career stats, and he's never had more than a 30-point uh, season. But right now he's on pace for 64 points. He's, he's not uh, gonna get it, but I mean, good uh, well, try. hey, hey, come on now, that's your boy in Minnesota. He's probably oh yeah, he's, he's doing just as good as Kirill Kaprizov, man. No, he's not. Kirill's a fucking bum. This Kirill's uh, point per game, what, man. What would you rather have, one Kirill Kaprizov or six, Marcus Flinos? Uh, I'd rather I'd, I'd rather have one Kirill Kaprizov over one Connor McDavid. <laughs> yeah, best player to ever wear ninety seven. Um, no, but Marcus <laughs> Marcus Foligno in ten games, he's got four goals, four uh, assists, and eight points. And like I said, he's just never got over 30, 30 points in a season. So you don't really expect this guy to be popping off like he is. And he's also a beast, man. Did you see the fight he got into? I forgot who oh, he was fighting, man. but he beat the hell out of someone. Yeah, he's he's insane, man. He's a he should have been fucking captain, but the. Uh... Spurs are still a good captain. Let's not get uh, let's not forget about that. But uh, I yeah, love we can Foligno. only have one player in the league that's uh, 
that's named Felino. That's captain. That's Nick Felino. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's a really uh, good player, man. That's all I got to say about him. I, I like his. He's hard on the boards, man. He's he's every shift he's on, man. Yeah, but I I never realized this guy was still in the league until he started scoring goals and getting in fights. So it's kind of surprising, uh, for me as so, a yeah. non Minnesota follower. Yeah, I guess so, man. Do you got yeah. Greenway's numbers there? He had, uh, I think he had 32 points last year in 50-something games. So, it's I mean. bad. Clipping at more than 0. 0.5 uh, points per game. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's surprising to see the slow start, we'll say. Yeah, no doubt. Right. Montreal, a lot of surprising things here, but uh, out of all of them, what's your most surprising? I said everything, haha, kind of like I did with Chicago, because it's just <laughs> like, what is like I did not see the million years have this bad of a start. You know, I didn't predict them to make the playoffs. And that's because I just don't think they have enough star power, but I didn't certainly did not predict them to do this bad. I figured they would be like fighting for a wild card spot, but uh, I, I would have had to be a middle team as well. Yeah, now they're gonna be fighting for Shane Wright, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> yeah. Shane Wright be dishing uh, the biscuit to Cole Caulfield all the time. That would be deadly, man. Oh, if they get Shane Wright, I mean, Montreal fans are just going to, like, piss herself. My surprising thing here is Christian Dvorak. Um, traded in, supposed to be, you know, not the most offensive guy, but still be able to put up some good numbers, right, like he did in Arizona, but no. Uh, in 13 games, he's only got one goal, four assists for five points. And then it's like, all right, well, that's all right. He was only supposed to come in for Deneau's replacement, be the defensive player. Fucking think again. He's dash 13. He's the worst on the team. In, uh, oh, really? In plus minus, yeah. Wow, I never knew that. So not only was he not the offensive player they thought they were getting, he's not, he's not even the defensive. defensive player Yeah. Um, either. And I guess some of that might be just because he's playing against, you know, all the team's top offensive lines uh trying yeah. to do christian devorak's not a number one center no he's he's not even the number two he's not he, they were only supposed to bring him in to get over uh philip Deneau. but i mm-hmm. mean those are big shoes to fill man Deneau's an unreal uh defensive player yeah he um he saw his ticket in la yeah i don't think he's looking back man because i don't think he would have had fun playing with the group that's there this year i mean they no. traded away Kakanyami, Carey Price is coming back, so that's a positive. But Weber's got no defense, so Carey Price is just going to be. Uh, I yeah. mean, he's just going to have like forty shots a game against them, poor best. I really want to see Carey Price go to Colorado and win a cup, just like a Patrick Wah. I think that'd be cool. That wouldn't be a bad fit, but I think, uh, well, actually, I know Montreal would have to take a lot of cap back. Oh yeah, I'm just talking just about. Big... I'm just talking about like just imagine it if the cap wasn't a thing. I mean, it'd just be a cool thing to happen. If you and Biz Nasty sat down together, you guys would be like, yeah, Carey Price and Sidney Crosby are both going to Colorado. Because <laughs> that's his big rumor. That's Sid. The kid's oh, yeah. going to Colorado to win a cup. I don't see that. I wouldn't say it. The kid's already got three. I think he's just going to take the Mario route, retire a penguin, then just buy the team. Oh. Like, like Mario Lemieux did. Yeah. What about Nashville? Is there anything surprising on this team? Matt Duchesne, actually. Hey, me way. too. Yeah, 10, 10 points in 11 games, man. You like yeah, to see it because he's, he's signed a big money deal, and, you know, that's what you want to see. He's playing like yeah, a number I one center. Was, I thought he was done for. I honestly thought he was just going to go out his days just 
only scoring like 20 to 35 points, but he's, uh, he's got in 11 games, he's got five goals, five assists for 10 points. He's the best forward on that team. Great. Uh, well, second best behind Roman Yossi. Um, but yeah, I thought he was done for, but he's still in it. Nice to see. I'm actually happy for him, man. Cause I feel like he had a lot of pressure after that contract. Yeah, no doubt. Imagine. Yep. That's nice yeah, to good see. Call. Uh, New Jersey Devils. I got Ty Smith, uh, seven games, zero points, minus four. He was in consideration for a while last year for the Calder. And uh, not a good start, man. You want to see a couple points in seven games, definitely. At least two. And a dash four is not going in the right direction. Yeah. Hopefully he turns it around and does the complete opposite because last year he had a hot start and a slow finish. So maybe yeah. if he's having a slow finish, maybe he'll have a hot start. Or you mean a slow start, a hot finish? what I say? <laughs> you said the opposite, but we'll forget oh, well, that. I mean whatever the opposite of what you said was. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he starts picking it up and has a good end of the season. Yeah. What's your yeah. New Jersey thoughts? Jonathan Bernier, the ex, the uh, Carolina Hurricanes legend himself. Oh, um, yeah. No. Uh, he belongs in Detroit, man. I wish we still had him. But, uh, yeah, in five games, he's got four wins, at one loss, and zero overtime or shootout losses. Uh, he's a beauty. He's got a 9-10 save percentage on a shit team. He's an underrated goalie. I think he was good in Detroit, but obviously um, Detroit was shit, so he was looked at as, as shit, and I think the same thing's happening here. Yeah. Uh, he's a good goalie, man. I like him. I like him in Toronto. I know he made a lot of mistakes, but I always thought he was a pretty good goaltender in a tough yeah, spot in Toronto. So yeah, I nice had a uh, well. I had a runner up here, and it was uh, it was the Nufi himself, Mercer. Um, yeah, not bad. I was going to put him because he he really surprised me this year. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think I'm, he was as good as he is. I mean, he was playing on the uh, World Juniors, and he looked all right. He looked like a good defensive player, player maybe like a a middle six, bottom six forward, but, man, he's really making a case for himself. I think he's going to be a top six player when it's all said and done, buddy. I do, too, especially on the Devils team. He's going to play with either he sure or Hughes, and he's going to be I mean, You can't bombs. go wrong playing with either of those guys. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Would it even be the Hockey Tank podcast if we didn't bring up Dawson Mercer, though? Fuck. Yeah, I love this kid. Every episode. I always like New Hook better. I'm starting to get on the Dawson train, man, real bad. Oh, I'm on the Dawson train all the way. You but... know what they should do? They should rebrand to the New Jersey Dawsons instead of the New Jersey Devils. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd buy a jersey if they did that. Yeah, just with Dawson's face on it. Yeah, he's a, he's a fucked stud. Yeah, he is. Uh, he also is Sam Fisher. I got Elias Sorokin, non-game Hey, play. same here, man. Same yeah, here. Yeah, that's cool. We're picking a few of the same guys. Yeah, well, uh, smart minds think alike, right? Yeah, I guess so. Nine games played, five wins, two losses, two overtime losses, and a 939 save percentage. That's incredible numbers. I'm kind of pissed because of my hockey pool I did out uh, with the local town. We have a local hockey pool. I, I picked Ilya, Ver, uh, what was his name? Fucking Verlama. Verlama, Semyon. 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 Jesus. Jesus, yeah. Uh, I picked two him. Two beers, too many. Holy fuck. But, uh, um, you know, it's nice to see Sorokin uh, pan out. He was obviously – um Holly thought of in New York before he signed his deal there too. Yeah. Um yes, yeah, surprising too because yeah, I thought Semyon Varlamov was definitely their number one guy. And I can't believe he's doing this well. Um a, a goalie has not 
played in a New York Islanders uniform, except for Ilya Sorokin this year. Um, he's got five wins, two losses, two overtime losses, a 939, like you said, but he's also got three shutouts. Um, wow, I never knew that. In those five games, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of goalies this year are shutting the door. Um, yeah. And most of them Russian. I mean, there's a there's a flock of good Russian young goalies in the league now. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, nice very to surprising him. to see Sorokin completely steal. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's stealing his job. Yeah. What about the Rangers? I got Capo Caco, man. Hey, same here, man. Good on you. Eight games, zero points, minus one. Uh, you hate to see it from a guy who had so much potential, who still does have the potential, but he still does. He'll get there, man. He just he just can't find his stride this year. No, unfortunately. I think. He's out right now with injury. Actually, no, he's not. He, he played his no, first he just game came back, back last night. Yeah. I think if he doesn't start getting points, he might follow Caulfield to the AHL. Yeah. I, I uh, think he might need a conditioning stint or something, or he might have to go back overseas to find his game again because he can't yeah. find it in the Big Apple. Yeah, you know, you really don't want to trade a guy who drafted a second or overall shortly after. So you're going to look never for gonna a trade different him. solution. They're, they they won't trade him unless they honestly can't find a role for him on the team. They'll, he'll he'll have a role for the next three years for sure yeah. because you can't trade a player like that. And he'll definitely get ice time to try to pan out. But yeah, yeah, so, so. It's, it, like you said, it's sad to see. It is. Uh, yeah. What about in Ottawa? Anything happen over there? That's kind of surprising. It's surprising to me that Tyler Ennis gets bounced around uh, year after year. Um, he has six points in 10 games so far this year. He always gets points, man. He was playing good in Toronto, too, and Toronto just treated yeah. him like fucking chopped liver. He went to Ottawa, then he went to Edmonton, now he's back in Ottawa. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was not signed this guy to a three-year contract playing the bottom six at, like, 1.2 mil. Yeah. How would that be a bad thing? So uh, I know. He and he's, he's talented, too. I know. A lot of people, I guess, just think of his size, right, and that that's a bit of a liability. Um. Mm. Because at that size, he could get injured, and then you got him on long-term IR for the next two years, right? So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think that's there's a lot more pluses to his game than negatives. I think so too. I always thought he was a good player. Yeah, so that's my guy. Six points in ten games. How about yeah. you? That's a great pick, man. I never Thanks. really uh, looked at him. I never batted nine twice, but um, my guy is Tim Stutzla. In eleven games, he's got five, five assists. assists. Yeah, five five points. And he's not playing terrible. He's he's getting a lot of reps and a lot of shots on net. But um, it, I just thought he would be leading the Senators right now in scoring, especially where Brady was holding out for a while. I thought he'd really make some separation over who the best player on the Ottawa Senators this year was going to be. Batherson's leading the team now. Yeah, Batherson's having a really good year. He had a good year last year as well. Yeah, sophomore slump for uh, the old German kid. Yeah, he'll he'll bring it around, though. I still oh, yeah. got him pegged at getting 70 points. Jesus Holy Christ. fuck. I don't know about yeah. that. When we go over those hot takes, man, a couple of them are going to be like, what the hell were we thinking? Yeah. When I said Toronto uh, wins the cup, well, we'll forget about that for now. No, you meant Still it. Possible. You meant it with your heart, man. It's Still good. possible. For sure. Uh, what about Philadelphia? What's happened over there? That I got uh, I got Martin Jones. Yeah, I was going to say him too. Three he's wins. Pretty good. Zero losses, 950 save percentage. Uh, he's finally out of the out of the old shark tank there. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's put up a good year for himself. So, and now it's three games. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I know. You can't it's really three games. It's a small sample size. But, I mean, 
he's got a sick save percentage in those. Yeah, games. he hasn't seen a ninety uh, nine hundred plus save percentage in fucking since like uh, Hitler he hasn't was alive. Seen it since fucking juniors. <laughs> Hitler was fucking roaming the streets before he had a nine hundred <laughs> save percentage. I was gonna say something really bad then, but I stopped myself. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know what I was gonna say, so you can't criticize. I'll uh, we'll leave it there, man. That's uh, yeah. I think you summed it up pretty good for. Uh, for all the listeners, <laughs> our viewers at home. <laughs> <laughs> who'd, you, who'd you pick in Philly? Um, my guy in Philly this year was Cam Atkinson. And uh, I don't know why I keep getting surprised when this guy lights it up. In 10 games, he's got six goals, two assists for eight uh, points. Uh, I mean, not like incredible, but still those six points are six huge goals. Uh, he, it shouldn't be surprising because he's got 30 goals before and he's almost a consistent like 25 30 goal score so it shouldn't be that surprising that he's scoring uh but he's scoring at a really good pace right now he's been a really good player for a while and like not superstar level but he's just a decent player man i, I like cam atkinson i think um i think he's gonna do well for the rest of his career in philly if he stays there yeah so it's good to see him score some uh, goals and get some points yeah me too is he an american-born player i think so i think so too yeah that's the most surprising thing, actually. Um, not that he's scoring, <laughs> fuck him, but he's American. Uh, what about Pittsburgh? <laughs> What's surprising you over here? Um, the fact that everybody wanted to, that everybody had a hit out on uh, Tristan Jerry after the last year's playoffs. Yeah, I know, right? It was a tough year. I'm not going to lie, but uh, he had a good regular season, man. He did, and he's having another good regular season. Let's hope he can put it together in the playoffs. Uh, so, so far, he's four wins, two losses. And that two overtime losses, nine twenty-five save percentage. What's wrong with that? Nothing. Not thing, man. So, uh, you know, he's played uh, around eight games. So, uh, he's especially with that Pittsburgh team too. That's definitely depleted with a lot of injuries and COVID. So, yeah. Uh, you know, he's playing even better. Yeah, he is. Realize. He's playing out of his mind this year. Like without the defensive players, like I think the Tang's been gone. Um, Malkin and Crosby are gone. Yeah. Uh, Rust is out for a bit, uh, but. A player that's not out, that's not performing up to snuff, in my opinion, is uh, my surprising player, Jake Gensel. Yeah. In nine games, he's got three goals, three assists for six points. Uh, and my big question is, uh, is he only good if Crosby's in the lineup? Because I keep thinking that this guy's a superstar, but when Crosby's not in the lineup, he just doesn't look the same. I don't know. That's a ask Chris Kunitz. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Chris Kunitz wouldn't have uh, been on the Olympic team without the old Crosby from <laughs> Soldier. I guess, yeah. As the wit dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we've almost re- referenced every single Spit and Chicklets member in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, but Jake Gensel's really surprising. Uh, he's shooting the puck a lot. I, he's leading the team in shots on goal, uh, but he, he just can't find his scoring touch or he's not, I don't know, finding his pass. I think he'll get it together. I, I really hope so, man. Um, he's a pretty good player, so I think he'll be fine. Yeah. He's, he's he's a great power player. Or, Jesus, not power play, but um, playoffs player. He really comes through in the playoffs, I find. Yeah. So all Pittsburgh got to do is get him to the cup, or not to the cup, but to the playoffs, and he'll come through. hope so. Uh, what about the old Shark Tank, as we were calling it before? Uh, what's surprising here? I wrote down the good start, surprising. Yeah. I didn't see it. I, I figured I they'd be sellers. Either. I figured they'd be going full rebuild, but uh, they're playing pretty good hockey, so it's nice to see uh, 
unfortunately, Marlowe's not signed and Marlowe's not playing, but uh, we'll see what happens with San Jose. I still don't see him as a playoff team. I think they're going to drop off. I but mean, the, yeah, they lost a lot of their core in Thornton and Marlowe when they were just getting older, right? And they got a lot of rough contracts, too, so they can't even bring anything in to uh, help them. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. Throat's all fucked up. Uh, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I, I don't think they're going to make plows, but uh, it's surprising that they're having so good of a start as they, they've had. What about you? Sure. I picked uh, Brent Burns, and he's – probably uh, one of the most important pieces of the uh, fast start other than maybe Timo Meyer, but in 11 games, he's got one goal, eight assists for nine points. Um, yeah. And I got that wrote down here that he's old, but he's still gold. I thought he was going to drop <laughs> off soon, but it uh, doesn't look like he's at slowing down. No, man. He's just speeding up. That's right. It's <laughs> only his prime now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's not surprising that this guy used to be a forward. He used to be right wing for Minnesota, but he transitioned to defenseman, and he's still got that offensive skill. He's a Norse winner, buddy. Yeah, that's right. That'd be funny if he won like a heart or something, or like a, a offensive rocket. award. Yeah, rocket, and then he <laughs> went back to defense and won a Norse. He'd probably be the only player in history to win a rocket in Norse. That'd be insane. Oh man, I would say he honestly he probably could have done it when uh, if he was forward when uh, Jumbo Joe and Marlo were there. Yeah, that would have been something. That would have been something to see. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we can keep dreaming. Yeah, that's right. Uh, um, Seattle. Yeah, that's all I got on Brent Burns there. Um, do you want to talk about Seattle? Yeah, sure. I, uh, I'm i wondering what surprised me that Brandon Tan have turned into a sniper. You too, man. You too. Is that what you chose? Oh, you know. Six goals. Mm-hmm. That's 12, pretty cool. Yeah, in 12 games, he got six goals, only one assist for seven points. What's his career totals and goals like in a season? 14. I wonder is it 14? Wow. So at a high of 14, he's he's almost halfway there now. Yeah, he's definitely gonna get 20 goals as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So he's never scored like this before. He's he had a season where I think he in the season he got 14. I think he had uh I think he had 40 points. Mm-hmm. Um so he might get back up there, but this is just a uh, good example of almost like a William Carlson kind of thing where he was He's been yeah. passed over a couple times now, both by Winnipeg and Pittsburgh. And he might find his home now in Seattle and start turning it on. I don't think he's going to score in the same rate. William Carlson got 40 goals in that first year, but yeah. I think he's definitely. I don't know. Tanev, Tanev is on that first line, isn't he? I'm not sure. With exactly. Everly? He might be, yeah. Uh, or maybe he's on the second. But, uh, I'm not sure either. But. but I think he's due for 20 plus goals this year. Yeah, for sure. He'll definitely beat as high. Even if he scores on half the rate he's at now. I yeah. mean, well, he's getting a goal every other game. That's the pace he's on right now. So that would still be yeah. 40. So yeah. he'll he'll definitely, even like a quarter of that, you know, he'll uh, he'll get there. Yep. All right. Uh, St. Louis. Uh, who did you have here? I got Tarasenko. 11 points in nine games. I did uh, not have Tarasenko, but that is very surprising too. He's uh after his trade request, uh, he's probably a little bit motivated. Uh, you know, he's probably like trying to show that he was he's still that good player after those injuries, and uh, I think he's uh, making it easier for St. Louis to look at options if they want to trade him. I'm sure they probably don't, but as far as I've seen, I've seen uh, on Instagram stuff that he's still interested in being traded. So I heard that he's. Um... 
that he's willing to stay now. Uh, like if St. Louis is going to con- uh, be competitive, but um, I don't know. But if they start to drop off, I think he still wants out. Yeah, that's one of those things we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, who'd you uh, like in St. Louis? Uh, this is going to come out of left field when I say, it, like, and all of yours at home are going to be like, what the fuck are you even thinking? But um, mine is Jake Neighbors. <laughs> he's a rookie this year. And he's only played seven games, but he's got one goal and one assist for two points. Uh, but the thing about Jake Neighbors is he's a big fella, and usually they take a little bit longer to come into the league. I just thought he was – I thought he was years away from the NHL. I thought he was another, like, three years away from even making the lineup. And he's in now, and he's doing all right for a rookie too. Is he being scratched though? Uh, I think he's been playing every game since he came in. I think he's got seven straight games now. Well, you know, I if think he he's can, playing good, man. I, uh, yeah, if he can stay in the lineup consistently, I mean, being a big guy, I'm sure he can find other ways to be effective in scoring. Exactly. I mean, if he if he keeps this pace or even any pace at all, I think he'll get. 25 points this year yeah that i don't hurt. think that's bad no not at all um yeah that's a good pick man i did i would have never uh expected that pick we'll say i just had to mute my mic I, I just died man oh damn uh, i just had a cough and fit because i got a tickle in my throat but i think we're all good now <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. It's one of those players that uh, I wouldn't have never thought of if the I board. didn't go down through the roster and actually yeah. see that. Oh shit, this guy's uh, half doing good, and I have been seeing like highlights of him, and he's been moving around pretty good out there. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. When he was drafted, I was like, he was drafted twenty six overall, I think, in like twenty twenty. So mm-hmm. I thought he was like going to be three or four years away. Yeah, but, uh, he's already making an impact now, so good for him. That's good to see, man. For sure. What about uh, over in Champa Bay? Um, I wrote down that the surprising to me that the, their lack of depth is noticeable. You know, m- losing those guys that they lost in the offseason due to salary cap constraints. Uh, you, you're you're seeing it uh, every now and then. They can't uh, finish out games um, like they used to be able to. And, you know, they're missing a couple of those extra goals. I mean, the big guys are still doing what they're doing, but uh, uh makes me question – uh, what their moves are for the trade deadline because I think they need to upgrade in some spots. Yeah, it's surprising you say that because uh, I wouldn't have thought that at all. I would contribute the kind of like not being able to, <clears throat> oh my God, it's back. Um, not being able to close out games just to, I don't know, the fact that they're tired. They just won back to back Stanley Cups. They played the most, you know, and you're right. And you're in right. The last, uh, you know, 600, 700 days of anybody in the NHL. So, I think and you're they're right. just tired. I think their depth, yeah, it is noticeable because it's so hard to replace the guys that they lost, like Barkley Goudreau, Blake Coleman, and uh, Yanni Gord. But I think they did an all right job. Just some fell in their name, like something Boulay. What's that guy's Alex name? Alex Barry Boulay. Yeah, I think he's doing all right. I've been seeing a lot of people say good things about him. So I don't think it's a lack of depth. I think it's just fatigue, but it could be. I don't I don't watch Tampa Bay. I games. just um so. When they're starting to put Corey Perry and uh, Pat Maroon higher up in the lineup on the third line and stuff, it's like, uh, you know, they're fourth liners, honestly. I don't uh, actually. Yeah. He, yeah. Corey Perry was higher up in Montreal, but yeah, he's a fourth liner in 
That was in the playoffs in Tampa. Too. Bay, yeah. It's a different story. Corey Perry can play your second. Corey Perry can obviously go on your second line in the playoffs, but like when you're in the regular season with the grind of 82 games, I feel like he's better suited on the fourth line. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah, you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be wrong. Yeah, what do you think about Tampa? I think it's Alex Kalorn. I've never seen him score on this pace before. In 11 games, he's got seven goals, four assists for 11 points. Um, mm-hmm. I think most of that is due to Kucherov being out, him being on alternating wings with Stamkos and point. So I think that plays a huge role, but still seven, seven goals for Alex Gorman is pretty I mean, impressive. Nothing short of amazing for him. Yeah. That's a great start. He couldn't ask for a better start uh, after two long runs. Exactly. Class. Yeah. Yeah. It's good to see. He's a, he's a beauty. I like corn. Yeah. I wish he was on the lease. Um, he's got a, uh, he's got like a, a YouTube series or something where he uh, goes on a jet ski. You ever see that? Yeah, man. He's like a social media influencer kind of guy. I laughed yes, at him, man. man. I was a laugh you, at him. You think he'll come on the pod? Um, he'd uh, probably laugh at our request for him to come on the pod. That's good enough. Yeah, he'd probably be on his podcast. Oh, hon, I just got an email. What the fuck's a hockey tank? And what the fuck do they <laughs> want to talk to me for? I'm, I'm out there on jet ski, man. Fuck these crowds. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> me neither. I don't blame him. <laughs> what about uh, what about the uh, hockey capital of the world, Toronto? Uh, what's I, surprising I, here? It's surprising the Matthews slow start for eight points in nine games. Yeah, I wish we had this a couple days ago before they popped off because then it would have been even more surprising. But yeah, I mean, I'm I, I'm the way the Leafs are going. It's looking like he's going to start getting back to the menacing goal totals but uh, I hope so. he had, I he had two see, goals in the last game 60. he's he's gonna have a good year I think I'm thinking 50 goals he's gonna start pushing his paces up a bit and eight points in nine games for most players that's pretty good but uh, Matthews you want to see him near 14 15 points uh, it's just a yeah. bit of a slow start because they had a slow start in general he was injured the first few games of the year yeah he he missed the first three games sure and then yeah. you know and he missed like all training camp after. too right yeah exactly so uh yeah, he's yeah, gonna he, get, and he wasn't get like go. getting in with contact um, plays or nothing in like in practice. He was just doing like skill drills. So he wasn't he's like gonna, his, his yeah. mindset was like three games and a training camp behind everybody else. So he's yeah, just catching his stride now. It's surprising for now, but all the same, I'm not worried because I know he's gonna get a get the ball rolling here, like the team is. So what, what yeah, what's your sure. uh, pick in Toronto? Mine again. You're probably gonna say like, "What the fuck? This guy's irrelevant." But Jake Muzzin. Um, Jake Musson's got 12 games played. He's got one goal, two assists for three points, and he's a minus seven. Yeah, he's playing uh, shit. He, he's playing yeah, shit. man, he plays a big role on this team. He's their second-best defenseman. Uh, you really expect more. He had a great season last year. I don't know how many he scored for sure. I think it was around 30 or 40 points, but he had a great season, and he's just really off to a slow start and not playing his best defensive game either. Yeah, because he was on the line with Justin Hall, and that line was not doing well. So, so Justin Hall was on second line. Yeah, he was playing with Muzzin on a pairing. Holy but, uh, Christ. Hall's scratched now, and now they got Brody, TJ Brody, and Justin Hall. Or not, TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin is the second pairing right now. I like that pairing. They play yeah. against each other a lot in the uh, Western Conference when they're on Calgary and L.A. So I like yeah, that. It, I like that pairing. Muzzin's stats were actually worse, believe it or not. He's starting to pick it up playing on that new pairing. So I expect when the year's over, he's probably finding himself at like positives, like shortly over positive. 
I hope so, yeah. Does he play any power play time? I thought he did. Was no. he on PP2? No, yeah, he's a penalty killer. He's uh, Sandine runs second power play. Riley runs the first. Okay, I think he was there last year, though, because I had him in fantasy. Yeah, he was he was there a little bit because um, Sandine was in and out of the lineup. But when Sandine's yeah, in Sandin the lineup, he's automatically in the second offensive. power play. Fair enough. Yeah, I just thought that was surprising that Muslim was off to such a slow yeah. start. But this is Sandine's rookie year. Like, he's full-time rookie this year. Yeah. How he's many kind games of did he get into last year? Uh, not enough to just qualify. Yeah. So, he's kind of been in and out. But this yeah. is the year, like, it's all Sandine in the lineup. All not, no, Sandine they, on the third Sandin. line. It's all – it's his team. <laughs> Forget Matthews and Marner. Fuck the Rars. He's sitting back there, man. He goes in the dressing room. He's like – Third line, third defensive player is like, where's my big ticket? Where's my paycheck? Where's my 10 mil? Where's my 10 mil? I'm running the second power play here. Where's my 10 million bucks? <laughs> yeah, buddy buddy would be on a freaking three on O with Matthews and Marner on, in overtime and just completely look them off and just take a slap shot from the blue line. <laughs> my fucking team, you losers. <laughs> Get on the bench. I'm double shifting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Um. Yeah. What about Vancouver? Anything surprising uh, going on here? Um, their poor start. Yeah, um, they have I, feel, I feel like one. Vancouver's had another poor start. Um, last year was a poor start. This year's a poor start. I'm thinking there's a coaching change in the making. Honestly, it could be. yeah, the players Travis might Green, just be getting tired of hearing the same same voice in that locker room. Man, bring Tortorella back to Vancouver. Holy fuck! There'd be more fights in the hallways than you could. I think a good coach for Vancouver would actually be Bruce Boudreau. Hasn't would, coached in a little while. Yeah. Maybe he'd be a good fit. He was with Minnesota there. Um, he I always liked him. I thought he was a good coach. I just I thought did like I, he didn't I suit he Minnesota's had, game. I thought he had well. really good insight after games. I used to uh listen to press conferences and I used to think he had, he knew what he was talking about. Like you, yeah, you could break down the game all right. Yeah, maybe it's we'll definitely they change. how long have they had green in the locker room? It's been so long, man. It's been four or five years now. Yeah, right? uh he's probably just yeah. Voice is getting old. It's kind of like Leafs with Babcock. It's just like after you hear the same shit for so long and not you're not gaining any traction. Yeah. I'd like to see what um, Shannon from the hockey guy has to say about it. He'd probably know a lot more about um, yeah. what the inner workings of Vancouver than we would. Yeah, I don't know a lot on the inside of Vancouver, but I, I, I know enough to look at the team and find well, you, find you, the well because you got eyes and a brain, you could look at it and say, Jesus Christ, it's a slow start for However many good players they brought in. They brought in Garland. They brought in uh, Ekman Larson. Yeah. They got a good team, man. They got JT Miller. They got Bo Horvat, uh, Hughes, Pedersen, Besser. Like they should be. Uh, they should be playoffs, no doubt. Absolutely. But uh, they're not. So what did you guys say about Vancouver? Yeah, just the uh, the slow start. And probably a big part of it was uh, Elias Pedersen is off to a very slow start again. And he had a slow start last year. Uh, he's mm-hmm. got uh, in eleven games played. He's got one goal, four assists for five points. Um, not good. I'm really hoping he'll pick it up, man, because this guy's one of my favorite players in the league. So um, it just sucks to see him doing so bad, and I I can't put my finger on why he just got a big. I think big it's money a coach, contract. Man. He's got everything. It could be. Uh, he's got and everything. And the GM too. Like I don't like the, the GM there either. I think Vancouver needs new management. As far as I'm concerned, I, I thought there was good moves brought in over the summer to make it more competitive. But yeah, we'll see how it turns out in the end. For sure. Um, uh, what about Vegas? 
I got I wrote on Chandler Stevenson with the 12 points in 11 games. That is surprising, man. Any other yeah. team, he'd be a third liner. Yeah, he's probably going to be a third line center when it's all said and done. Yeah, um, for sure. Jack Eichel, then you got Carlson, then you got Stevenson, then you got uh, um, Caden Colesire. Is he the fourth line center? I think he might be a winger, but yeah, I'm not sure who the center is. Nicholas Waugh. Nicholas Waugh. Yeah, Nick, Nick Waugh's doing good right now. Yeah. He's yeah, got but, two goals against Detroit bastard. Yeah, they got a lot of depth. Yeah, good news. I uh, now don't give a fuck how many points Detroit puts up tonight because uh, I, Robin Leonard didn't start, so I'm hyped. Yeah. So I hope Probably Detroit fills sure. the net. Yeah, well, they might, yes. Oh, they just yeah. won, actually, 5-2. Let's go. Who scored the fifth goal? Tyler Bertuzzi. Oh, my God, the unvaccinated king. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Net. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that makes me so hard, man. Tyler Bertuzzi's a stud. Oh, yeah. Nick Watt got two points tonight. David. Yeah, shut up, man. Let's move on. <laughs> what do you say in Vegas? Uh, honestly, I don't know how it could be anything else. I said it's um, Jack Eichel is pointless right now. Uh, he's a bum. He should be in the AHL. Yeah, and right. if he doesn't turn around this terrible start, from he's got zero points, zero goals, zero assists from my notes right here. Uh, he's going to find himself a spot, a one-way ticket to Europe to go play in, like, some fucking German league or something, honestly. Yeah, he's know. he's not the he's not living up to his potential. I mean, this guy's, like, what? Uh, this guy was drafted years second old. overall right behind McDavid. He had big shoes to fill, and he's just not. If Guinea Dad enough has more trade value than this guy. Yeah, honestly, though. And he's, like, and my a better contract, age. too. No, honestly, yeah. Uh, I couldn't find anything with Vegas, so I just wrote down that for a laugh. I can't find anything surprising about this team. I was going to say that uh, I didn't think Robin Lanner was going to be as playing as good as he is, but that would have been a lie because I knew Robin Lanner was a stud. Yeah. Um, I guess it's surprising that they traded away Flurry. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's old news, though. Yeah, that's real old news, dude. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I couldn't find anything surprising. They've got a lot of injuries, so it doesn't surprise me that they've lost some games that they should have won. But when their players come back, you know, Patch Reddy, Stone, Carlson, Jack Eichel, they're they're going to be a lot better of a team. Yep. Washington, what do you think about that? Uh, Ovechkin scoring in 11 games. He's got 10 goals, 8 assists, and 18 points. Like, is this guy ever going to fucking get old? I Like, I don't know how he still does it. He's, he's, he's got the most goals in the league. Um, with 10 and it's Ovechkin so we should but it, like he's on pace for 80 goals right now and I know he doesn't keep the pace because how could anybody do that but I, I just can't believe at his age he's still on this ridiculous pace he's almost a goal per game right now in the NHL man you couldn't have said it any better that's exactly what I was gonna say yeah man. OB is uh, just like, doesn't age he doesn't age he's a fucking Russian tank yeah, he's a Russian tank, man. He was born and bred to fucking snipe. Simple as that. Yeah. He's massive. He's a fucking huge sniper. He's big game, big game goal scorer, man. He does it all. You know what I love better anymore, too? Because he's got 740 goals, but he celebrates every goal like it's his first. Yeah, he, he gets so hard. excited when he scores, man. It's like he's never done it before. That's it's insane. Like imagine, imagine being able to celebrate 700-plus goals. <laughs> and celebrate him that I'm surprised he's got the energy to keep scoring. That's yeah. why he doesn't uh, use it all in his sallies. Yeah, exactly. And uh, who's left? The last team, sir. And our surprising list. Who do you got? 
I got Hellebuck's bad start and Camry's great start. Um, yeah. They're kind of playing on the Hellebuck's opposite of what you would expect. Hellebuck's out. Yeah. Um, he but, might have COVID, so that's why. Uh, yeah, but Eric he was Comrie's when he was playing, still. though, he's uh, he, he still never had good numbers. I believe he's at 800, 880 save percentage currently. That's rough. How many games does he have played? You know? I, I think he has four or five, and I don't have the stats, but. Uh, Damn, man. That sucks. It's a tough start for him. He's going to get it together, though. I have no worries he's, about that. He's second in. Vesna, I think. Um, right after he's one of the best goalies in the league. I would say he's second best right after Vas. Yeah, he's a really good goalie. It's just a slow start for him. It's un- un- surprising, is what it is. It's it is, on yeah. my surprising list. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, very surprising too is the yes. fast start of Andrew Kopp right now. This guy oh, yeah. is on. Fire. I never even noticed him. 11 games played, five goals, seven assists for 12 points. Uh, he's never been a point per game player in his life but he is right now it's just surprising because like you think of Andrew Kopp you said like reliable third line center you know you don't mm. think of point per game Andrew Kopp so it's no, weird to see him scoring no. like this especially when there's guys that's scoring right now like uh, uh, Dubois is doing good Dubois I think has seven six or seven goals um, Connor's doing good right now uh, I guess Shai Connor's leading out, the team in points back. who is Connor. Connors, yeah, it doesn't surprise me, man. Connor's been lighting it up. I think Shifley's been out for a while. Yeah, and I think unreal. Blake Wheeler's also been out. So um yeah. I guess Cobb had to step up, but yeah, he's doing amazing right now. Yeah, that's good to see. For sure. Anything uh else you'd like to touch on about any of these players or teams? Um, Karuk Caprizov on her points, that's all I get to say. Fair enough. <laughs> you heard it here. I can't say that phrase. I'm going to stop saying that, I think. You heard okay. it here first, folks. You heard it here yeah. first. You heard it here last, probably. Yeah, honestly, though, <laughs> I'd say every, No, I think you, we are the first people to report uh, 100 points for Kirill. That's yeah, it. that's true. That's fair. No, it, it'll come true. Just keep uh, just keep dreaming, buddy. Um, oh, my dreams are ready. <laughs> I'll be ready tonight. Yeah. Thanks for uh, tuning in, folks. This was a really fun podcast. I had fun anyway. Steve, I hope you... Oh, I did. Always, buddy. Awesome. I just want to remind people one last time to follow us on Instagram for uh, almost daily posts. We try our best. (laughs) We're both going through school, but we try to pump something out for you guys. Um, Also, um, go watch our YouTube videos or even Sauce's little subscription. um, Yeah. uh, Because we try to post weekly. Um, Usually it all comes out in one clump, but um, like we said, we're trying our best. And it's just just a bit of fun. It's a little bit slower on YouTube, but uh... yeah. But yeah, that's all if, we can do. If you guys don't watch because you guys are already listening to us, you don't want to listen to us twice. I recommend us to your friends. If someone is a visual learner, um, direct, <laughs> them, direct them to our YouTube. And yeah, uh, that could be a bit of fun for you guys to talk about then and chirp us about how stupid we are. So, yeah, love to see it. Awesome. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, just a friendly reminder right now to uh, start growing your muzzies. It's Movember. Let's, uh, let's get some mustaches going. Uh, it's a good thing to see. And if you're a lady listener, maybe from Germany, because I've seen that you liked our picture. This is from Germany, if you're listening. Um, if you can, <laughs> Grow yours too. Um, <laughs> throw your under the belt muzzy. No, that's disgusting. Um, don't Try to donate or uh, give a compliment to a guy with a nice mustache if you can't grow one yourself. Yeah. Um, like me, I, I'm, I'm saucing compliments all month on uh, fellas with nice muzzies um, because I can't grow them myself. I'm going to try my best, but... Uh, Beard growth serum, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll just uh, 
maybe I'll just take my downstairs hair and fucking put a bit of glue on the lip, throw it up. There, oh, but... geez, that's a perfect idea. Yeah, we'll I'm gonna, see, man. We'll see. I'm gonna look Men's into health. that. Men's health. Uh, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. This got a little bit see weird. You next week. But uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.